Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Unranked Podcast. This is Christian Humes here with episode 256. We have Alex Marinella. Yo! Tom Caswell. Howdy. And special guest, the senior gaming editor for Input, Ryan Houlihan. Ryan, welcome to the show. Oh, hello. You could tell I was from Input? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes over here. Do you guys have a skateboard deck yet? Because oh, we do be not. Sweet. Yeah. Although I will say, an sick. unofficial skateboard <laughs> of input is Josh bought a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle skateboard, That's and he keeps cool. it in his office where he works. And we're always like, "Do you just have that to sit around?" By you? <laughs> <laughs> the the I remember when you guys first launched it, and I saw the logo for input. And the first thing I saw, I was like, "That would look sick on the bottom of a skateboard." Yeah. It's, yeah. We need to do it for like a like a bumper sticker. Oh, that'd be good too. Yeah. I think we only so, recently got uh, got th- this merchant, so it might be a while before the skateboard. It's gonna happens. be a while. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, pardon, pardon my ignorance. Yeah, but a skate deck is the board. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> like, remember, remember you tech got it. decks. Nailed it. The tech remember decks. Remember what? Tech deck. The, the mini skateboards, tech deck. Oh, the mini skateboards. Yeah, yeah, the mini skateboards. They were they yeah. they were it for like one to two years. I remember yeah, the day were... I did like a flip out with one of them. I was like, this is the most heterosexual male companionship <laughs> I'll ever have. <laughs> the whole school was like watching me. I was like, I fucking did it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did feel cool doing that. I, I don't think I've ever actually ridden a real skateboard. I think I've had more time <laughs> I, I on a false. False. What? False. When we filmed me? our high school movie, The yeah. Making of. Uh-huh. Prior to that, you and I used uh-huh. to fuck around on skateboards and bikes, and like we would play yeah. a game called Road Rash with our scooters, yeah. skateboards, and bikes, where we tried to knock each other off. And oh, okay. there was that one time I was on the bike, and you <laughs> rode the skateboard and launched it in between the wheels and sent me flying. Are you sure I was we... riding it, or I wasn't just standing on the side and then just like you, threw you it, it enough to just get some momentum? All right, but it was your like skateboard. Fall. You owned it. <laughs> I know I owned a sk- I know I owned a skateboard, but I don't. Rem- I remember spending more time on the on the toy skateboard than I did sure. on the real one. Yeah, That's you guys playing this game mm-hmm. makes a lot of make it's, start, it's starting to make things make a lot of sense now. <laughs> a lot of concussions. Yeah. A lot of concussions. I, but I was thinking about it, man. Like we 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 did fucking reckless shit when we were kids. We we um would play mm-hmm. uh at like middle school right after I moved to America. The like recess. To, there was just like a huge woods and we would just fucking grab the biggest branch you could find because these trees were huge and just fling them at each other yeah. and it got yeah. stopped when w- someone got hit in the head and had to go get staples and that was like oh. the, the cutoff but oh my god looking back on it now like yeah my brother and i had a trampoline in our backyard that was like Remember the, that when they started putting foam covers and nets on trampolines as if like that was oh, going to yeah. make it safe? Right, right. Um, we had one of those and we would get dressed up in like lacrosse and football and yes. hockey equipment and just beat the shit out of each other oh, mercilessly. Awesome. Just like bloody. And the one time a helmet fell off, it was like, that's it with the game. None of this. No more of this. No more of it that. Would always, you, would always push the, you would always push it and push it and push it until someone mm-hmm. actually got hurt. And, you, and the response would always be the same. Be like, okay, that's it. We're done. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And you'd walk away from the incident as yeah. if it like was like you couldn't even touch it anymore. It was like, we'll never do that again. <laughs> I'm, I still I'm curious because <laughs> Ryan is here, so we have someone else from Long Island, and we've talked about games we played when we were kids in school, like dodgeball. 
And Tom mm. had never heard of two of the games, which were, I'm curious if you know these, Ryan. There was, it was, it went by both Butts Up and Suicide. Oh, it yeah, was like a up. game where you had like a tennis ball and you had to like throw it at the wall from far away. But if you miss, you had to run and hit the wall. Yes. Else could get it. 100%. <laughs> wow. I'm having like a That's So Raven moment. How did I forget yeah. that? It was, yeah. that was a crazy game. Because the whole point game. of that game was you're going to get to throw a ball at like your friends as hard as you can. Like that was the point of that game. 100%. Yeah. And then, yeah, we, we had that. It just wasn't cool butts up. Oh, you, okay. Else. Did yeah. you have Alligator Pit though? Because that was the other one. Because no one, no one I talk about Alligator Pit, we did this in elementary school. And it was like you had alligator one mat. And it was instead of the, using the climbing rope to climb. Yeah, we called it wall swing ball, which is from one which mat is the to other the other. And then once everyone gets onto the next mat, like if they'd make it from one mat to the other, like they're playing Pitfall, the video game, they would then <laughs> move the mat farther back every time until mm. everyone except one yes. person is eliminated. <laughs> right. People like would sprain their ankles. Someone like broke their leg once like because you'd, yeah. be, you'd get to the point where you'd take the rope, run backwards to gain momentum, jump up in the air. And then, like, let go of the rope so you could fling yourself onto those mats. Don't, don't we did, uh, we did um, in elementary school, surprisingly, um, they allowed us to do this thing called Swerkis because it was Shoreham Wading River. That was the name of the two towns okay. that had mm. been squished together that I grew up in, Shoreham Wading River. So then That's they a made Long it. Island name. Yeah. Yes. SWR Circus, which got shortened to Swerkis, which was at eight years old, I was like, juggling while like walking on a ball or whatever and like they had us like <laughs> swinging from the rafters and they were like it's for the presidential fitness test and i look right, back and i'm like yeah what was oh, bill clinton assigning them to do <laughs> <laughs> i want to see bill clinton do the fucking presidential fitness yeah let's test. see him fucking do that all right let's uh because we we skipped the pokemon to get into oh, yeah. the topic Ooh. let's talk about this week's pokemon it's so, Ryan, we do the episode number. This is our 256 episodes. So we talk about this week. It's the 256 Pokemon, which is Combuskin, which is I'm, the I, I'm realizing Ryan's going to hear more jingles, and they get crazier <laughs> and crazier. <laughs> and some of them might have lyrics to them based on whichever <laughs> file Chris plays. Whichever yes. file, yeah, whichever so, file. I never know it's supply, what it's going to yeah. be. He never knows. It's yeah. always a fucking uh, crapshoot. So I'm excited <laughs> yep. to hear maybe yep. the news jingle, yeah. which uh, will be coming up soon. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so, okay, so Tom, last week you brought up Combuskin as your least favorite of the three in the uh, Torchic line. Right. Now, yeah, I mean, I think that he just looks half-baked. I think that Torchic looks like a full design. Damn. I think Blaziken looks like a full design. And I think Combuskin is kind of this, you know, he's in his, like, teen years. He's he's growing into this thing, and it looks kind of awkward. Well, <laughs> speaking of that, I mean, Hot it's... take from Tom. Hot. Get Combuskin it? looks like yeah. a go. cock. It looks like a cock. Uh, let's really? show it. Let's call it, it what it is. It's a um, show. Wait, let so, me see. Can we put this up? On yeah, yeah. Screen? I'm, I'm going to bring it up right now. Can we get so, it on the screen? I love that I was the guest star for this. <laughs> Combuskin looks. Oh like my yeah. god! You got you got yeah. the, you know you got the whole cock and balls right. I here. mean, it's squirting. It's even squirting. <laughs> wow. Here's the thing, though. It's actually hmm. supposed to be based on a cockfighting chicken this stage of the evolution so i don't mm -hmm. think that's a mistake 
no, no, Jerry no, no, Seinfeld. No. I mean, even look at like right here. Look at the where the separation of these feathers are and the way they're right. coming up. Right. So it's they snuck a dick in there. They snuck a dick into Pokemon. <laughs> absolutely. Did. I mean, you hear about this shit all the time about like all the shit that was like in our childhood. It was like, oh, that they wrote sex in the stars and Lion King and uh, right. there's outlines of something in another thing. Like, it's right. very possible. It's crazy. I just think possible. it's funny that they were like, what would evolve into Blaziken, which is, I mean, if you squint a little bit, looks like Cher in the 70s, like that like silhouette that's just <laughs> tall oh, with bell bottom. I love it. And it just like moves or whatever. And they were like, well, you know what would evolve into that? It's um, like a middle schooler crossed with a dick. <laughs> I will just say it's based on Incredible. an illegal sport. It's a children's game. <laughs> I mean, you, you get rid of those arms, it's a dick. Yeah. That's a deck. Right 100%. there. You get rid of those arms, penis. I this was something I didn't notice before. And then when I did, I was like trying to find a fact about this one because last week I, I came up with nothing. And then as I looked into it, I found a lot of people talking about how it's straight up based on a cockfighting chicken, and that's why it looks like one. And it is I, I'd never heard this in like all my years playing Pokemon obsessively, never came across this fact, but it is irrefutable looking at it. No, well, my cool. first thought when I saw it combustion just now was like oh that kind of looks like the mascot for a chicken place that like as a vegetarian i wouldn't go to <laughs> sure but i right. would smell it and like my mouth would water or whatever and now it, i know why it looks so appetizing mm, fried combustion. <laughs> this is this is the first time that i'm not the only vegetarian on the show i had that ex oh, right. mouth-watering uh, experience yeah. this weekend i came downstairs someone was grilling like steak nearby which is like the only mm. food i don't have it like a like an analog for yet yeah, and no, that's came, me and bacon. It, it, I yeah. literally can walk down the street in yeah. New York, and if a bodega's cooking bacon, too. like my day's ruined. <laughs> uh, Ryan, how long have you been a vegetarian? Since I was like nine or ten, I just like oh, never shit. really, wow. I never really liked meat. I never like ate oh, a lot okay. of it. Um, yeah. I also like really liked having a cause, um, but mainly <laughs> my dad. Yeah, <laughs> my dad lied to me when I was a kid and told me that chicken nuggets grew on a bush and then when i found out that wasn't the truth that was devastating <laughs> <laughs> oh man so nine-year-old me it was a perfect storm and i never ate meat again boom well if you've there seen the is. video of how they actually make chicken nuggets it's disgusting oh, so <laughs> I, I i eat it anyway but it's disgusting yeah i fucking chicken nuggets so good we did a we did a nugget power hour, Ryan, oh where we all God, had to eat Ryan. sixty nuggets in sixty minutes. I did the uh, the new nugs one. Yeah. Only uh, myself and Dan, the other host who's not here today, uh, accomplished it. Tom tapped out at fifty one. Alex tapped out fifty. Very close, respectable. No, no, no. I, be, I beat. Hold on, hold on. I beat Tom. No, no, I, no, no, I, I beat 52. Alex. I bet I beat Alex. No, no, no. Tom, Tom, Tom. I was forcefully <laughs> eating so that I could beat you. Yeah, by that's one. why we called you I, tap out, Tom, and because his, you right. came first. And, 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 you know, I'm going to reveal it. Here's, here's a shocker I'm going to reveal it on the podcast right now. And there's no way to prove otherwise. I okay. knew that Tuna was pushing beyond his limits. Oh, totally. And oh, it, yeah. all, and oh, I, no but way. I knew that he would never <laughs> tap out first. <laughs> yeah. But I could see in his eyes he was on the brink of death. So I took oh, totally. one for the team. You saved him. And totally. I tapped out at 51. Oh, wait, no, and then he fucking tapped out at 52. <laughs> It is I could have gone wow. further, but for Tuna's yeah. sake, you want to put that on your I, epitaph? Like what the? Heck? Yeah, it's <laughs> going on my yeah. gravestone. You go on your gravestone. <laughs> tap down at fifty-one. Have to do a rematch with like a milk challenge. Ooh, I could do like. Have you ever done the milk challenge? 
we have heard done the of milk this. challenge. The gallon we, challenge. We, 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 the gallon, it's impossible, right? You, you can't it's a gallon in an hour. People say it's impossible, but in Oof. college, I was on mushrooms given, but I definitely right. put away a gallon of chocolate yeah. milk in college, like easily. I could do like a gallon of ice cream, but a gallon of milk. I don't think I can yeah, do a gallon of ice cream. Oof. I could definitely do a gallon of ice cream. No problem. A gallon? No problem. I could do it. I At feel that like point, it's later. just about volume, right? Yeah. Like you just have to get the right volume going. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I eat, I, mm-hmm. I eat like probably like three or four pints of ice cream every week right now. So. Yeah, but are we talking like? Are we talking? What the fuck? Are we talking? Oh, like I've done so much ice cream. Like? Oh, are we talking this like is, chocolate this chips? Is, this video Road? is is is. Like I hide it well. I've gained like over thirty pounds during quarantine. I've also I literally I went to the doctor today. Yeah. Right. I went to the doctor today and I, you know, you step on the scale. And I was just like, oh, like I gained thirty five pounds. I think I think that's where I'm at. I've been afraid to step on it. A lot a lot of my weight is um on my ass and my thighs. (laughs) And not on my top half, which is why you can't tell. But uh, I have almost nothing I can fit into other than shorts. I mean if you want to trade, I'm seeing like the like the the yellow M and M. (laughs) I haven't worn jeans in I don't know how long. I've been wearing Adidas uh, Adidas track pants and sweatpants. That's it. Oh my god. That's it. I've been wearing me undies. I've been wearing oh, MeUndies since day one of the quarantine. Oh, <laughs> oh, you got those pants? You got those MeUndies pants? Tom, I basically have been exclusively wearing MeUndies ever since I dipped in in March. I was like, I'm going to buy MeUndies for quarantine, and I never looked back. Yeah, oh, dude, it's tough. It's, uh, you know, we'll, Brooke and I, will go, we're not even going anywhere, but, like, we had to go to Target one time. And she was like, you're going to put on real pants? I'm like, I think not. I first off don't think that they're going to be able to fit. And secondly, right. I am t- I'm accustomed to this comfort now. And uh, you yeah. know what? We're in the middle of pandemic. Everyone can get fucked. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, the moment I stopped dressing up for my doorman to go down and pick up Amazon packages. <laughs> like I remember the minute that he saw me and he was like, you gave up this early, huh? Because we just yeah. moved here. And I was like, yeah, I oh, threw yeah. in the towel. The, you know the, I'm a dirtbag. The, uh, the radius of blocks that i wear slippers to is ever increasing it's it's like one street i own so many slides now it's unbelievable i wear the slippers out now we went to home goods to get decorative we went to home goods wow i haven't done that i haven't i haven't done i've just gone to like the corner store or the the hardware store around the corner yeah someone needed he didn't have a choice he had no say in the matter i'm not saying i'm not saying that i'm not saying that going to home goods is a problem but that level of, of commitment of commitment yeah, to wearing the and wearing the the slippers to that place. Oh, I looked like I looked like a total bum. I looked yeah. like a total guy <laughs> who has care. no care in the world. It's about easier what he to looks get like. away with it here in New York, especially in the city. People judge no, what you wear you way you fucking more. In yeah. LA, like a lot of the richest people look like they're homeless. Like they look fucking, they wear dirty mm. clothes all the time. Like, Whenever I leave New York, I'm shocked. I'm like, are we all going to a funeral all the time? Why am I in a black suit? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't, oh, so I don't know what it is. The, 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 the work clothes I used to wear right before the pandemic that are just sitting in the closet now and I haven't worn them for nine months or plus, right? How long is this? Almost a year now. Yeah, but, we're getting uh, it'll a year. Be a year and There's no way I'm fitting into those clothes when they want to call us back to the office. There is no way I'm getting back in those clothes. So I, you know what I'm dreading? I'm it. dreading when the second summer of this rolls around and I have to squeeze into whatever shorts I wasn't wearing last summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, absolutely. Same. I, I, 
I was just thinking oh. the other day, like, boy, I'm going to get that shot soon and I'm not ready to actually re-enter the world. <laughs> it's mm. like, it's like, I, I don't, six months is not enough time for me to, to lose enough weight to wear real clothes. <laughs> so, no. I ran into an Uber or ran into, I was with an Uber driver and we just randomly started talking towards the end of the ride. And I, he was saying something about like, oh, my family's coming over, um, but we keep having to delay it um, because of the coronavirus and the travel restrictions. And he was like, it's just a big frustration. And he was really just venting or whatever. Mm. And I was like, yes, yes. Sounds very difficult. <laughs> and then he like looked at me and I was like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I've lost the ability to talk to people I don't yeah. know. I'm really yeah. sorry. Yeah. Look at the weather. How about yeah. them meds? Like I didn't, I was short circuiting. I can't mess. even imagine going into an Uber. I can't uh, like the well, idea of just being in a car with another person I don't know. It, well, they like, have, I have a phobia. Like, plastic yeah, most oh, of they do. They have, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. they have. I mean, they, I, I, I think some businesses got very early on to the, Let's make niche coronavirus safe products for Ubers because now some of the Ubers I go into, like, it's not just like at first the Ubers were like, yeah, they took a plastic sheet and like have just duct taped it to the top. <laughs> now there is like actually fitted plastic barriers. There's containers of um, uh, hand sanitizer, nice. but it's like custom made to fit in the car. It's not just like in the cup holder. Like some of these it's like places Dexter's must killer. be going out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. They got yeah. the gloves. I like on. that. Yeah. I'm into that. I'm into that. Do you guys like? Do you guys like taxi Uber small talk? I mean, obviously, you know, I don't. It depends. It, it it's like Ooh. if I'm on like a five minute ride, fine. If I'm on, if I'm doing anything too long, like uh. if I have my AirPods in already, so when I get in, I can just pretend like I don't already hear them. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I feel like if if I randomly end up talking to an Uber driver, I've never had such a horrible experience where they were like, "So I've never been caught, but I'm a serial killer." Like I've always (laughs) had someone who's like generally nice, but I try to signal with every fiber of my being at all times that I don't want anyone to talk to me ever. Like, and that's throughout life. So when I'm going into an Uber, I've got AirPods in, my Mm. hat is pulled like the like, and then when they talk to me, I'm like, oh. I have a procedure. I can't hear for two days. Like I'll make sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't want to talk. And it's not. Um, I'm not like trying to be rude. It's just I know they're having this conversation for the hundredth time that day, and then I feel yeah. all this pressure to make it original for them. So I'm like, mm-hmm. you ever hear the urban legend of the alligator that lived in the like? I'm like making shit up for them and like telling jokes, and I feel, <laughs> then I feel bad that I overdid it. It's a whole like try. I turn into Larry David. I end up if if an Uber driver really starts talking to me, sometimes I like talk too much. Yeah. And then and then like especially if I've been drinking, obviously. Which is usually <laughs> when I get in an Uber. Is when Wait, do you would you just start complaining about random shit? You're just like so no, it's a Dunkin' Donuts like, yesterday and <laughs> Yeah, well yeah. And then eventually like I get out of the Uber at the end of one of those episodes and I just think to myself, just shut up, dude. Like just stop telling everyone everything. It's like lay off the fucking alcohol, you idiot. A, a large anyway. portion of my life is spent in the shower going like this. Because I remembered something embarrassing I yeah. said to someone I'll never see yeah. again. Oh, that's, <laughs> the best that's me every night at 2 a.m. I'll best. just remember something I did. Dude, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll like, never fuck. forget. I keep this memory keeps playing in my head. I was in class in law school and I was fucking around on my phone and a song from Dire Straits came on my phone and blasted on my phone <laughs> and everyone looked at me and that memory, it, it like plays over in my head how embarrassed I was over 
and over and over. It was yeah. what, what a simple life you you lead. <laughs> that, this, is, this is the the memory that haunts you. It's, it I is a memory that haunts me. I don't it's remember so embarrassing. If, if we brought this up on the podcast. But speaking of embarrassing and Uber rides, uh, the best Uber ride <laughs> and we I've ever taken was there with Tuna. What? We were getting picked up at, at E3. We were getting picked up from Chris's place to go yeah. back to our... I think this was the last time we were E3. It was 2019. We getting picked yeah. up. And remember we got on the Uber and he, I forget what song he put on, but he put on a song and the Uber driver started singing to it at full volume. And remember, <laughs> we were just trying... Like trying so hard not to laugh. Yeah. At, like the most I've ever tried the hardest to not laugh at something. Like, that's, yeah. That's such an LA and thing. It just the guy's just hoping that he's going to get so recognized. Much, that's what that is. Uh, we look like producers. Too, that's what that though. is. Or it's what I call um, uh, wedding day Halloween syndrome, which is that people, very regular civilians, very rarely get the chance to perform. So when things like weddings or their birthday or karaoke or Halloween come around, they overdo Mm. it so much. (laughs) And it's like my special day. It's my day. I get to, and you're just like, just pick up slam poetry. So I don't (laughs) have to deal with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Like the people, like when they only drink on holidays and then they just get plastered and it's like, you're going way too hard. Just dial it back and do it a little bit more often. (laughs) Slow down. Um, Get a drinking problem. Be a functional alcoholic like me. Uh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's probably not worth actually going into, but I, I I do want to briefly say I went to one of those. I apparently have that Amazon Fresh robot store right down the street from oh, me. Oh yeah, I didn't really. Know. And mm. I wish I had known for the last like six months since we moved into this house because it it's magical during a time in COVID to not have to. Like, I always feel bad when I'm in the grocery store and then I have to, like, touch everything and put it on the register. It's like I've touched everything twice and then I'm handing stuff. I'm like, I feel mm. bad for the cashiers. And this was amazing. It was mm. like I scanned my phone. I put stuff in it. I bought twice as many things as I needed to because every time I put something in the cart, it just, like, set something off in my brain. I was like, oh, that was fun. It worked. And it was like I put I put in, like, I got a vegetable. I was like, well, I have to try the weight. You're like it has a built-in quest. scale. So, like, I type the button in, I put it in, yeah. and it automatically weighs it and, like, puts the price in. I tried pulling stuff out, putting it back in. It would just, you like, get, remove it. You're getting, it, like, you're it, getting it, dopamine releases It was amazing. It was amazing. You're getting dopamine Jeff releases. Bo- Jeff Bezos got you by the balls. He totally got you by the I was going to say, everyone's so suspicious of Bill Gates. Meanwhile... Every move right. Jeff Bezos has ever right. made led up it's, to this pandemic. We should be so worrying bad. about Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so bad because uh, it's like, God, I want that company to be broken up. But every now and then they come out with something. I'm like, fuck, this is awesome, though. Like, this is really yep. cool. Like, this mm-hmm. is probably like five different companies that they just like absorbed and made them like do their bidding. And we could have gotten here probably organically, like maybe like later on. But boy, is it fucking cool. <laughs> I mean, Amazon is a company that I spend all day at work, like railing against and documenting their many misdeeds and tweeting <laughs> about like labor violations. But the minute I get stoned, I'm on there and I'm like, Sonic the Hedgehog merged. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it is amazing. I order it, it comes the next day. Come it on. It's, incre- it's incredible and so evil. <laughs> I hate it, it is. Um, uh, but I love it. All right. Uh, I want to start talking about games, if everyone's cool with that. Uh, Alex, I know we don't we podcast. got rid of the games uh, jingle, but just because Tom brought it up, I'm gonna have to play All one. Right. Okay, <laughs> games. I love games. Hell yeah, I love games. Let's talk about games. 
<laughs> so a little context. What it sounds like in my brain. <laughs> right. So a little context. <clears throat> we uh, we, like the background music was the jingle forever, and then we had a power hour. And what we do in our power hour is we have like a wheel of doom. And so every person has to spin it and we each get 15 things that the other people have written that they have to do. So you take a shot and then you have a minute to do your task. And Chris came up with the beautiful idea one time of making each of us sing lyrics to the jingles that we have. So that's why that exists. It's one of my favorite things we've done, if I'm being honest. <laughs> um I, I don't know where you want to start, Tom, if you want to kick it off with the medium and then I'll chime in because I know you put a whole review out or if you want to talk a little bit about it, because I think we have slightly different thoughts on it. Um, did you play the medium, Ryan, or did you just watch it? No, I played it um, okay. and I watched the playthrough that my husband okay. did. Yeah. So that we could start with the medium if you want to. If someone yeah, I mean, I think that's the, the big the big uh, release of the week. The Long Island um, medium or? <laughs> no, but it definitely well, that has been like. a great game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It might be uh, the no. title for this week's episode, though. <laughs> you're like in a you're like in a supermarket, and your hair keeps getting bigger. And right, your hair keeps exactly. more and more. Yeah, but there is yeah. there is some some hair changes with uh, the whole dual reality stuff. Yeah, so the medium, uh, I, I liked it uh, overall. Um, I thought that the the hook of it, which is how they marketed it, was this like dual reality gameplay. Uh, so it's set in late '90s Poland. You play as this clairvoyant and she is called to this deserted resort uh in like this beautiful forest or once beautiful i guess and um the person there knows who she is she knows what they're capable of and so that's the mystery as they go there and kind of uncover the things that have happened there and it ends up tying back into her own life and the hook is is that it, it is there's this dual reality so it points you the character exists in the physical world or she'll exist in the kind of realm of the dead, like lost souls realm. It's kind of ambiguous as to what it is, but it's basically like it's where a, it's the world between worlds because it's right. Cause that's not where your, your end point is. That's no, like she, where you go. She helps between. people leave the, yeah. leave that area. Right. Like she soothes their soul and passes them on, but it's the God's other, waiting room. Exactly. <laughs> but at the same time, she, um, she can exist in both realities at the same time. So you can be walking around and you'll see it's like split screen. You'll see the mortal realm on the top or the left. Sometimes it's split screen that way or that way. It's a Nintendo um, DS game. It's a modern Nintendo sure. DS game, right? Yeah. Like, I this is a mechanic people, we would have had. It's Mario Kart if the, if like it had really good graphics. <laughs> it's the same like screen. <laughs> But it is, uh, yeah, the, the hook, that hook and all of the powers that she has as the medium, I, I found that to be like the least compelling element to it. I was way more invested in the story and the characters, and I only got more invested as it goes on. And I think that overall, the storytelling is really strong. If it does lean into a lot of tropes, like there's the l creepy little girl, and there's the guy in a wheelchair, and there's like, um, and then it's and because it's like in the 90s Poland, like some of these characters lived during like Nazi occupation. So yeah. there's some shit about that in the game as well, which I, I feel kind of mixed it, on. It gets points. a little Ryan Murphy, where at one <laughs> yeah. point you've got like an alien blob dealing demon, like on top of a pedophile Nazi, and you're like, I need a minute with <laughs> well, that psychic. Like <laughs> that's that's the one thing I want to say. I guess content warning for anyone, but we're gonna we're gonna be try to avoid spoilers because it's out for like a day at this point, and the story is so much of the game 
I find it like Tom, I totally agree with your opinions on it, but I actually like feel almost the opposite on a lot of it. Cause for me, yes, I agree that the story was the important part, but I thought I found the first half of the game way scarier than the second half and more interesting because mechanically most of it is very simple. Like you don't have a lot of like yeah, choices, which, which it's inherent. Like if you have a horror game, just like horror, like you, you kind of have to have a lack of control. Like having a lot of control in a horror game kind of makes it not scary. So it's 100%. like not being able to control the camera angle. That's one of the things that like you already can't like look away. Like the screen is going to make you look at whatever you're looking at. You know, you, you can only do so many things. Um, so the game part is very mechanically simple, but the first half of the game focuses a lot on like the victims that you're meeting. And I found it so compelling that the world between worlds wasn't the scary place. I was, I was fucking terrified during the first half of this game. I, I like can't handle spooky games. They give me so much anxiety. Um, until I started, until I took an edible and then suddenly I found it very funny. <laughs> uh, at which point I then stopped. I stopped playing. So I was like, Oh wait, this isn't how I should play this game. I should stop. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I waited until the next day at that point to play. But, um, once we started finding out more about the antagonist of the game, and once it focused more on the antagonist of the game, that's when I it became less scary to me. Because it's mm. just like, once you kind of like look behind the curtain, you know, it kind of loses that. And to me, the trope that I found the most, most bothersome was the whole like, kind of like, any kind of like pedophile trope things or like, you know, like victim becoming, you know, that I don't want to really give anything away, but it's hard to watch children suffer yeah. in any medium, pun intended. Right. And <laughs> I would say this game goes to specific lengths to like make you uncomfortable with children's body horror, which like yeah. I was already Jesus. uncomfortable with. Like I didn't need you to like set it up or whatever. Don't kill the lily. Um, yeah, I, hmm. I, I, I agree a lot with what you said. I, I think. The first half of the game, I think, was so magical because the visuals are stunning. Like, they're yeah, based yeah. on surrealist when it, Polish When art. it loads. When yeah. the visuals load. Because some screens, I'm like, the, this thing isn't loading properly. Oh, yeah. I There's some texture that. streaming that's like... Yeah. <laughs> My performance was really good, except I would have frame hitching. Like, mine would, would, would jump frame suddenly. But, like, I wasn't having, like, the pop-in and stuff other people were talking about. Did you have the issue where you would move to another room or Marianne would move to another room, but you would stay in the room you were in, and you were like, I don't know if this is a bug or if I'm, the camera's not supposed to follow her there. Like, I had no frame, and it got more buggy the longer I played. Oh, By the time I was at the end of the game, I, I didn't have any issues with that. I was having a camera bug that meant that I couldn't see what I was supposed to do, yeah. so I would immediately die and then loop back into the it saved with a camera bug. And then at some point, I just started like doing stuff, and eventually, like, it, 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 like, I escaped or whatever, but I was like, this is not polished, but <laughs> I will say in my review, I said that I, um, which is on inputmag.com, um, that <laughs> the game that. itself, it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's fine. If you like Layers of Fear or Until Dawn, <laughs> you'll have a perfectly good time. But what's fascinating is that because of Game Pass, it like doesn't need to be amazing. It just yes. like, like Netflix, it just needs to be good enough for you to like fill 10 hours. That's like, so good. That's Richard Chen's the most watched television mm -hmm. show of all time on Netflix, and like I don't want to spoil Bridgerton for you. It's a lot of fun, but it's no like mad dude, man, <laughs> dude. Bridgerton. Oh, so my wife and I watched it. Um, it's all right. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It is. I haven't watched it. Perfectly yet. good content. It's fine. Is it art? It's fine. I don't know if it's art, but it's right. definitely content. 
and that's what I'm the medium feels like. And way. I kind of like that. I want to yeah, see yeah. like, I want to see like fifty games that would have had the budget of that takes the budget of three AAA games that are maybe five mm. hours long, but are these weird one-off stories and art styles that never would have gotten greenlit. Like to me, that's so exciting. Yeah. So I don't care that the medium sucks because I didn't really pay for it. I would download it on Game Pass. <laughs> Well, you know, it's interesting that you bring up Bridgerton because I kind of had the same feeling about Bridgerton. I was like, my wife and I agreed. We were like, yeah, I mean, it's good. But to your point, it's good enough where I'm like, okay, like Netflix put this show out. I have Netflix. I liked watching it enough that I'm thinking to myself, good on you, Netflix. You're going to keep me subscribing to this. Because mm -hmm. if you keep putting out stuff that's like, it's no Downton Abbey. I don't know if you ever watched Downton Abbey, Ryan. But, I did. Oh, it Give me a break. It, that, but it's like, night and day. <laughs> yeah, night, exactly. Night and day. Downton Abbey, honestly, is in my top five shows of all time. But um, anyway, but Bridgerton keeps me on Netflix being like, yeah, you know, it's good enough. It's, right. it, it, it doesn't it, have anyone's it, favorite show, but it has a show for everyone. It's, it's so good. It's so it's yeah, it's so funny to know that the, the way you describe that is a tweet that came out around the time Bridgerton was coming out that mm -hmm. um, made me laugh because I was kind of. Brooke had been watching it, so I was kind of like half paying attention to the show. And the tweet was like, I don't know if Bridgerton is a good TV show, but it is certainly the best TV show I have ever seen. <laughs> and just like, <laughs> you know, like it's, it is, it, I mean, we, people have looked into this, right? Like Netflix is, makes algorithm, algorithm content. Like they know right. they are so tuned into what people like that they make shows based on yeah. just like what mm -hmm. pleasure centers they can hit. And like Bridgerton was something that did that. Um, and uh, I, I, in a way, I think like the medium does have interesting because it feels like the Stranger Things, especially with like the, you know, this is very like the upside down world. Like, yeah, this is just kind of like a, a tropey, the, the, it's a well-written, for the most part, tropey yeah, especially piece for of a horror. Game. Especially for a game. Yeah. And one of the things that it's it's interesting you say you're scared, because I, I wasn't particularly scared. Ugh. But I, I found, like, the mystery actually to be more scary and how all of these characters are connected. And one of the things mm -hmm. I really liked, particularly about Marianne, was that she was very comfortable with her role as the medium. We yes. see in the we see mm. in the very beginning she's with her it's like right before her adoptive father has passed away and the first glimpse we get of her using her powers and helping someone move on is her helping her adoptive father move on from um you know purgatory to the afterlife and she, she's not phased by any of it. No. And then when she gets to the uh, Neva hotel and she meets sadness, right? who is the young girl that is in the rest of the game. You know, it's meant to be like the spooky young girl. Oh, and here's the other thing too. You know, all of the people, they have like these masks, like these white ceramic masks. So you can't mm. really see their face. So there's like that creepiness factor too. And mm. so it's this little girl, she's missing an arm. She's kind of like f infected. Like there's this like weird kind of floral design thing happening, but it's all dead. It's like it's a fungus. Yeah, it's kind yeah. Of, it's like yeah. in The Last of Us, like the fungus kind of design. And um, but Marianne has like this banter back and forth with her and is making jokes and like is very comfortable with her role. And then so that to me put me at a sense of ease what? of like I'm not actually necessarily scared by any of this, but obviously as the game progresses, it gets more and more intense. And then as it becomes more about her story and how she ties into all of it in her history, yeah. and she's and the she starts to have like the walls kind of crack around her and her sense of security with her 
position as this clairvoyant, that's when I kind of like felt the horror uh, mm, as she that, got more scared. As a so towards the late, it be, started to become scary again, like when it like things got maybe a little extreme. But I, at that point, still, though, the antagonist wasn't scary to me, but I just kind of like felt like a sense of fear for the player character. But the first half, you spend a lot more time in the real world as opposed to like, you know, the world between or whatever we're calling it. Mm-hmm. And I always found because she is so comfortable whenever you're in like the dead world, it was the real world that was scarier because you couldn't see like the ghosts in the real world and shit would just start mm-hmm. happening. And you're just like you're by yourself alone walking through the woods or going through this room. And you're just like, I'm just like waiting. I'm like waiting. Like, what's going to fucking happen? I'm just sitting there the whole time. It's like walking through like a haunted house, like just waiting for someone to like jump out and scare you. I'm just sitting there anxious the whole fucking time. And then finally, when something goes off, like. I was like almost threw my controller once. Therese loved it. She was just laughing at me for like hours watching me play this game. This, uh, what's funny is fun. you both have very psychological takes on like where your your fear from it came from. And for me, I agreed with what both of you said. I think that's true. Um, but the scariest thing for me was just an empty abandoned pool. I hate an empty abandoned pool. It is such a good shorthand for like, there was fun here. There was joy here. There was prosperousness here. And it's gone. And I guess <laughs> yeah. it's like my deep-seated fears for America at the moment. Yep. Like I'm like, no, fill the pool back up. It could all be good again. Bring the kids. Like, yeah. I, I and I, I, that. I think that's a testament also like to the writing specifically, not just with, because some of the dialogue is a little like hammy because, I mean, Marianne is mostly on her own for a time. And I was talking about it uh, with someone else that was playing the game. And they mentioned like when she finds the bolt cutters, right? She, which is like becomes like one of the most integral tools in the rest yeah. of the game. Anytime I find a chain after that, I'm like, ah, fuck you. She I got did, bolt I mean, cutters, motherfucker. I'm like, Marion, are you a psychic or are you Fiona Apple with these bolt cutters? She's got <laughs> them. She's brandishing them for every reason. <laughs> but she makes this joke about like, it'd be a good spy name cutters bolt cutters and i'm like <laughs> yeah. oh my god bolt like cutters. yeah like it's so there's some lines of dialogue like that but i think it's a testament to this game specifically like when i picked up a letter from someone or a note i was like reading it and yes. oh definitely there yes, are so definitely. many games where it reminded me of uh control uh not only in the aesthetic sometimes yeah uh, but like control was a game where i pick up something i'm like i need to know what happened to this character? What happened in this law? Uh, what happened in this world? And uh, so that's where, for me, like anytime I found a new letter, I was like, oh my God, I am dying to fucking read this. I will say, as much as I complained, I think in my review a little bit about it, it like sh- it, it, should, it needs to show, not tell. Like I wanted the character to be the one making the events happen rather than just discovering them. Sure. But I will say, the reason that it pretty much works, you're right, is that like, the environmental storytelling, the writing stuff, the music, the sound design works so well to create yeah. this like cohesive, immersive space, um, which, you know, I, and, and getting me to read documents in a video game is very hard. Like, I'm the oh, guy yeah. who like, I mean, I feel Same. guilt, but like when I'm in Skyrim, I'm like, all right, like I, it's like, I got enough. And, it, and it's, well, and unless it's, it's Grimoire. You give me some Destiny Grimoire. Oh I'll my God, the time. Grimoire. Got... <laughs> the, yeah. the only, the only <laughs> other game in recent memory, the only other game in recent memory that has uh, made me read is Valhalla. But the only reason I read stuff in Valhalla yes. is because it's a post-its note size. It's yeah. like huge right. fun it and long. it's one paragraph. And it's yeah. just like, oh, the Vikings invaded last week. Hope we don't see them again. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm telling you where there's like a treasure chest. Clergyman, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Out here 
being like, I read a lot when I play Scrabble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The, so the, this is the last thing I have to say about it, but I like the puzzle solving, like of reading the mystery stuff, but that was actually for me and I meant to do it and I feel so bad that I forgot, but I started, I, I forgot to make my, re- my review color bar. I'll have to post it on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I, I'm making a review rainbow. It's a it's a spectrum. Oh, so right. that way, about this it's thing. like so the infrared. <laughs> if you're the farther closer you are to red is bad, and the closer you are to ultraviolet blue is is good. And then also, it's the lighter it is, the less like problems there are with the game, and the darker it is. So it's it's it, you know it's it's a multi dimensional review system. <laughs> Sounds gay. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> pretty gay. <laughs> I guess no, it is a, a giant idea. rainbow. Um, I mean, it's, a better, it's better than conveying, like, it's a 7 out of 10. <laughs> it's, uh, right. And then partially, the, I, I, I don't like numbers because also then, like, I don't want someone to compare what I would give Assassin's Creed Valhalla with the medium because they're two very different games and by completely different teams, a different scale. Like, they're just, they're doing different things. So if they have numbers, it's like that, it doesn't even make any sense to, to compare mm-hmm. them. But... There's early on a room where you're like in a boardroom and you have to solve a mystery. Oh, yeah. And I solved it well before I did it the way the yes. game wanted me to. Me and too. I was me so mad. Too. I was so mad that the game Whoa. made me do it the way that they wanted. They made me go and look at like a thing and then go back and look at a thing. And I spent I, like 30 minutes in that conference oh. room being like, I, I know the answer. Like, let me yes. move forward. Yes. And that yeah. that was the one that was when I was kind of like. Oh, they took away just Big a little tracker. bit too much control from me because yeah. now I feel almost like it's too guided of you an have experience. Because one of, one of the things is you have to know the um, the net like to help people move on. You have to know a name, right? You need yeah. to know the name of the person. Yeah, it's like and Death Note. <laughs> so there's like a bunch of names that you can pick from, but you very quickly learn who the name is. And but it requires you to go over to this thing and do this thing, and then Marianne will have a line to herself like, "Huh, maybe it, I've narrowed it down." I'm like, "It's this guy. It's this person. <laughs> yeah. God damn it!" And then and then the other thing is is I'm also like, I was having a lot of trouble. I don't know if it's just like it wasn't engaging because people were talking, but I was having a lot of trouble like getting in the right position to like, oh, X yes. pops up to like yeah. do this or that. So that one particularly was very annoying because I was having a lot of issues with that and knowing the answer, knowing what I needed to do, but I had just had like to do some busy work to get to it. That, fortunately, that one is way more egregious than anything else in right. the game. But yeah, there are there are little bits of that. And yeah. everyone I've talked to who's played this game, they hated that conference room um but i wouldn't have if i wouldn't have if i could have just like gone and like answered it still like if if i said if i could have looked at the piece of paper and i could have yes if i could have just skipped it because i solved it on my own from the clues they already gave me then i would have actually loved it because i've been like i fucking figured it out the game didn't have to tell me what the answer is and then it was Mm -hmm. actually nope you figured it out and the game has to tell you what the answer is so who are you summer sanders (laughs) <laughs> you motherfucker. There you go. i'm never gonna forget that show because some kid came in once and they're like well what does she do and no one got it and it was like i collect belly button lint and she had this like yeah. jar of like so fucking like stupid. belly button lint. it was so gross yeah. the best thing about that show i mean complete tangent but the best thing about the show other than the fact that oh my god keenan thompson has been on television for 58 years um yeah. is that Lori <laughs> beth denberg was so checked out she would just say oh, yeah. things and i've gone yeah. back and watched old episodes and the kid would be like 
I can do something amazing with my blank. And she would be like, mother-in-law? I, I don't Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the kid mother-in-law. Speaking of uh, Keenan Thompson, he was literally a clue on Jeopardy yesterday. He's been on SNL since 2003. That's makes me feel that's insane that makes me need a good burger <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well <sighs> hey man probably a good paycheck alex oh, since man. you had to listen Steady. to us play uh talk about the medium i know you've yeah. been moving so have you played anything since the last time uh no no i played a little bit of assassin's creed valhalla i jumped on warzone with tom right twice we've uh, been having I hate that some, game. Some highs and um, some lows. Let's just put oh, it that, that way. Was that when I came I hate... in and I trolled you in the chat? I mean, that was... No, <laughs> no that was last week. This week, that though, I'm getting... Week. Like, every single time... I like, But I like to play it. You know, I play it, and then, and then you know, we die or we lose, and I'm just it's like, all, it's, it's, it's all about the... Uh, it's all about the journey and not the destination, because the is. destination ultimately yeah. ends destination in you getting sucks. shot in the back very yeah. quickly and, like, getting surrounded yes. by a team. But yeah. the intense excitement of surviving is awesome yeah. and then if you do ever get the jump i remember tuna one time we were in a helicopter we were flying and there was another helicopter and tuna had an rpg and he hit the other helicopter with the yeah. rpg while we were flying and tuna was ecstatic he was like that's the <laughs> yeah. best thing i've done in a video game ever and i was like that is war zone 90 percent right. of the time it's misery but 10% of yeah. the time, it's the coolest fucking shit. <laughs> That's like Alex with every game we play until he decides he doesn't want to play it anymore. And then he just remembers the 90%. It was like when we played PUBG, he was fucking knee yeah. deep in PUBG. He loved yeah, PUBG. He when Alex, was, play, when mean, Alex that, was playing Dead Cells, he couldn't stop talking about Dead Cells. Now Dead he pretends cells, like he never, never played. played. I've never played this game. I've never played Dead Cells in my life. I don't you know played what the fuck you're talking it. about. Never played it. All right, I, I, I have to do something, Tom. <sighs> this has been the year of corrections for me. So far, mm, I was uh -oh. wrong about not liking Shit's Creek. I'm now rewatching it for the second time. Uh, I You're the play. second person that has said that to me in like two weeks. It's so good. Which it's is so, so funny because we I told you Shit's Creek like a year ago. I was <laughs> I, like, well, Shit's Creek I, is great. And so many people have been telling me for nonstop. And I tried to watch it and I just couldn't get past like the first episode. The first few episodes are that was, rough, tough stuff because you're changing, you're changing gears. You're expecting 30 rock and it is not 30 rock. Yeah, like it's a different, right. it's like right. a Christopher guest sitcom. So yeah. that, that show is so good. And now rewatching it. I like, I just rewatched scenes. David just met Patrick. And it's so good. There's, there's um, scenes on YouTube. I'll rewatch. Uh, what was the other thing that I was wrong about? I was wrong about a couple things, but Tom, I looked it up. Alex has not played Dead Cells. Yeah, thank you. I very checked much. our achievements. So I, I love how you out. have to check. Instead of me telling you that I've never played well, this could game. He have well, could you get stuff it? wrong could all he, the time? Wait, 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 wait. Couldn't he have played it on his Nintendo Switch? I never no, played he wouldn't this do game. That. Do you, well, the only way to confirm is if he gets his Switch and goes to his library, and if it's in his library, he's played it. That's also well, not true. <laughs> My backlog is so insane that you'd be like, wow, this guy's got a lot of time. <laughs> oh, sure. I, sure. I realized what it was, Tom. That year, there were two indie games I wouldn't shut up about. It was Dead Cells, and it was Into the Breach. And I, he finally played... You played Into the Breach. That was the game, right? That you played, No, I didn't Alex? play that. No. Well, then what no. the fuck? Then he played Dead Cells. Turns out Tunis never play played a video game. Then he just <laughs> lied. Then he came on the show, and he said he played it so that we, I would shut up about it. <laughs> That's what happened. No, I think... He's, he's like, like who's this I, Mario character? Yeah. I downloaded... Mario Kart. Right. I hardly know. I downloaded Into the Breach. 
I never played it though. Uh, it's so. All right, well, dude, what do you want from me? I, I got things of, going on. <laughs> speaking of, um, yeah, Metroidvania style platformers, Cyber Shadow okay. is the total and complete opposite of the medium in which the story mm-hmm. is very bare bones and it's fine, but it is this incredibly precise, mechanic-heavy game that is so fucking good. I basically, I almost binged it in a single night, but then I was too tired to keep going, so I like hit a wall around the fifth level, and then I had to go back to finish it. Um, I'm going to probably 100% this game. It's Whoa. so good. Um, the thing about it is it's kind of like, it's got it's got bits of Mega Man, it's got bits of Metroid, it's got bits of uh, Ninja Gaiden in it. So it, it's pulling all these ideas. It doesn't do a lot of new things, really. It kind of just does all of the old things in the best way there are like rpg mechanics that wouldn't have necessarily been that, quite that's there how like, feel, with the that's, way the upgrades go but that's how i felt about shovel knight which yes. is a game that like everyone was getting on my shit to like play yes. and i was like fine i'll get around to playing shovel knight and i was like waiting for something unique to happen and i'm like this is just a very competently made game but yes. does nothing which is not a problem but you know i feel like if yeah, you were to go back and compare it to the games correct. that it's it's, right. it's based on, you'd realize it does a lot more than those because it takes kind of sure. a, a lot of things from different games and like some newer elements and kind of retroizes them. But because we've seen all of them before, it doesn't feel new. But if you were to like put it next to Metroid, you'd be like, oh, this does a lot more than any one of these games does on its own. Um, but it's hard. It's a hard game. You oh, see, I downloaded yes. it because I was like, I have to play this. I'm definitely going to play this. I'm, and I can't wait. And part of me thinks like I shouldn't play it until I can put like a weekend into it because I have a feeling it's a game that once I'm playing it, I'm going to be in a like zone mood. Yeah, yeah. You like die and you're like, I got to play it. This yeah. Thing. And you're yeah, like, yeah. I have to learn this very specific skill that I will forget <laughs> in 72 hours. And I want to just beat it in one go, having like mastered it and then just put it down. Cause I have a feeling I had a feeling it was going to be like exhausting. The, I literally have only one complaint about the game. And that is when you defeat enemies, there's a randomness to what they drop, which is like fine. It's like an easy thing to, to it's just easier to code it that way. It's like maybe you'll get um, like a, a health. Maybe you'll get like a special ability power up so you can use your special ability. Or maybe you'll get um, the currency, which you can use to like unlock abilities and upgrade your character. But the problem with that is the rest of the game, the way it's broken up, the stages, is like you'll hit a checkpoint. So you don't have to... Unlike something like Mega Man, which is punishing if you die and you have to like reset and you run out of lives, you just go back to the checkpoint. You don't lose anything and you just reset back at the checkpoint. So you fuck up like this corridor, you're just back at it. You just keep going through the corridor till you get a little better each time and you get through it. Mm-hmm. So even though it, it's hard, it's not punishing because you don't lose anything. And actually you keep like the power upgrade points you get. So you don't have to like you're just racking up currency as you go too, um, and you're getting better. But the stages, they're really tough, and there's actually like a flow to it. It almost feels like a rhythm game at points. It's not something mm-hmm. during like some of the more difficult areas where it feels like you're supposed to slow down and like try and like pay attention to what you're doing. You actually like have to get in the zone and like you just have to keep moving and going. You can't actually when you stop. It's like, like you end up getting the best hit. part of Sonic is when you get into the flow where you're just it's a blur and you're a blur and you're like we have melded. It's working <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wait, exactly. Ryan, is Sonic like one of your favorite games? Yes. 
Um, I'm like oh, a, okay. an old time, long, old school fan of it. But I also think it, I, I'm bringing it up because I also think it, um, it is, it's very, very good at being Sonic in 2D. And then there's nothing that translates into any other genre or kind of gameplay mm. style. And I think it's so specific for that reason that I feel like it's always a reference point for me that every time they've tried to do something new, it's just not as good as, um, like they just landed on a formula that worked. They they landed on the ravioli formula. Formioli. A ravioli formula. <laughs> <laughs> really do you do you like the Sonic Adventure battle games? Yes, I see. I enjoy the. I enjoyed that game. I enjoy. There's multiple newer Sonic games that I like, but yeah. they're not. I don't like them like I like Sonic games. I like them like I like. Okay. Like they're pretty good Mario competitors, you know. Sure. But okay. Yeah. It doesn't Except feel like Sonic those original two, games. Adventure Battle Two. Sonic really Adventure good. Two Battle though. That is a good with with the with the Chows. Oh, yeah. we got Chow Garden, dude. I want that Chow Garden. Chow Garden. Um, but yeah. So so, uh, the thing I was gonna say, the complaint is that you have all the, this like flow, but then sometimes you get to a point where you're like, oh, I have a ranged attack, and it looks like maybe I need to use a ranged thing, but I don't actually have any more like special power because your weapon your standard weapon is just a sword so unless you have like a, a a special ability power that you can use at the moment you don't have like a range attack and then suddenly i may or may not get a special ability upgrade from a drop on an enemy so like if i already use them up now to get past this next part is harder so like this like one element of randomness that they added to it kind of breaks the flow sometimes because it that mm. that kind of a system it's like pokemon where it just trains me to never use potions like just yeah. never use them and then when you get to like i mean then you end up never needing them but um i always feel or like rare candies i'm like i gotta save this up for a specific pokemon oh um, my god i'd end up with hate so being many rare candies to do that <laughs> yeah same. I'd be like, oh, not yet. I'm gonna save this for later. <laughs> oh um, yeah, I got a. What am I saving? And I'm, I'm like, what am I saving it up for? Really? I'm gonna when I get to the, when I get a Mew, I'm gonna max it out at level 100 and never play with it. Like, there's so when you guys play, I highly recommend everyone plays it. It's on uh, Game Pass. I think it probably took me about six hours to beat the game, seven hours to beat the game, six seven hours. Um, I haven't 100 it yet, but it's a little more than halfway. I think it's 11. It's like 10. And then a final stage, like overall, the actual zones, it was like around halfway. It was maybe the sixth or seventh stage. You, you'll, it gets very hard, but then it will, your character will finally like catch up to the difficulty level. So like, mm -hmm. if you start to feel like you're going to hit a wall, the game is like kind of really challenging you. And then it's going to like help you move forward. And which is awesome because then suddenly it's like you, it, it almost feels like the game is about to become repetitive. And then they're like, no, we're going to change it up for the final few stages and make it more interesting and so it's very good it's very precise um it, it's fucking the indie games i played this year this and carto the one that i i also finished i finished three video games this week that's I, awesome <laughs> finished i finished cyber shadow carto and the medium all of them are good games it's all crazy the pass. last year and maybe it's just because everyone has time or because cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> bombed um but everyone seems <laughs> to be recommending me tons of crazy indie games that like i either haven't heard of or like i'm or like they're from developers that i love that i just it slipped under my radar like there's so much right now and um it's great but it's also like i'm like microsoft do you want to make a lot of game pass deals because i mm -hmm. can't be spending 12 dollars a day 
on like this kitty cat platformer will change the way you look at time and i'm like all right here's 12 dollars, kitty cat <laughs> i feel like i've read that that story that was like, also somewhere. i feel like ryan you could do like anime voiceover that was really Me? good oh yeah be yeah good. speaking, speaking <laughs> uh, of anime before we oh sorry go ahead ryan i would say i was gonna say i don't know i'd creep myself out doing a lot of the like anime breath stuff which i love which is always just like, <laughs> yeah 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 oh. but you just you just did like i feel like you just did a very good like announcer like recap uh. guy <laughs> yeah like recap guy like you could do recap no like, yeah the, previously on <laughs> and that's what you missed on glee on lost yeah there you go yeah perfect speaking of anime though uh, i got a text from tuna right uh, uh, I want to get into this. I'm curious as to where he's at before we get into news. But I got a text from Tuna because we were playing Modern Warfare, uh, Warzone, and um, uh, Brooke and I, I restarted Attack on Titan with Brooke, who oh, hadn't seen so it. so good right now. She is obsessed with the show. Um, to like to a degree, like she liked, we watched My Hero Academia, which was kind of like my gateway to getting her into a- anime. And I thought, oh, she'll like this weird thing, Attack on Titan. And she is upset. Like, she makes us watch things. She'll, she'll, we'll be trying to go to sleep. And she's like, is this character doing this? Is this? And I'm like, you haven't spoken in 30 minutes. Like, I'm on the verge of our, our uh, REM sleep here. And you're right. like, uh, so I was mentioning that on the stream. Mentioned it's Tuna. Got a text from Tuna. And I missed it. It was like at 8 a.m. saying, like, you up. And I was, and I thought, oh no, something was wrong. Like he can't do the podcast for like a month because of work or whatever or the the move. And then he's like, so Attack on Titan. And I'm like, do you want to call me? And he's like, yeah. So he FaceTime calls me, and I think he's binged the first season in a day, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh no. my god, this happened, then this happened, this happened. No, he only saw like four episodes, and already was like, wait, what? This, that, and the other. So I'm curious as to where you're at with it right now. Has, Ryan, have you seen it? I have seen the first episode, and then I, it's it's been for the last year in my queue of shows that I have to get back to. All right, but I have had it heavily recommended to me, and I think Evan Rogers right. so is some kind of I won't, like I won't ruin on my it. I'm not that far. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> far. I got to talk to Evan then, because uh, yeah, I got to talk to Evan. I'm I'm not far, so I won't ruin anything for Ryan. But a, a revelation was made, Tom, like okay. a couple episodes after where I told you I was. Yep, yep. yep. So basically. Um, I'm watching this show and I've got a ton of questions because it's like, what is with the Titans? What is going yeah. on? Why do they look so creepy? Why are they like not have genitals? What? That's why are how, they, like, that's Barbie why dolls? Fair paused, questions. That's why. <laughs> right. So what the hell is going episode. on? I was like, right. I'll come back to this because I, this is a lot. Right, right, right. <laughs> why are they all these Barbie dolls attacking these people? <laughs> right. They're all, there's no female. Uh, there's no, there's no boobs, right? There's no right, boobs no on tits. these things. So no tits, and then there's no cock and balls. There's no, there's no cock and balls, right? And then they're all the same balls. like shape. They're all this like rectangular no shape. So they're creepy as hell. No and then like they appear, then they disappear. And then I'm thinking to myself, how could this be a show? Like, <laughs> well, okay, so it's like it's a Titans attack a city. Like, who cares? Like, okay, like how could this turn into something? And then something happens. Won't ruin it for Ryan, but something happens. Like episode, you know, a couple episodes in, and I'm just like, oh, so what? And mm. Anybody who watches the show will understand what I just said there. And then, you know, a couple episodes more go by and you're just like, whoa, 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 whoa. wait a second. (laughs) (laughs) 
and now I'm sitting here like like and then I had to go to bed and I had to like do work and now I'm thinking and now I got to do this podcast but what I really want to <laughs> do is go watch more episodes yeah but like yeah. and the funniest thing is like I'm laying in bed and I got you know I got my iPad on and then like like Brit looks over and she's like what the fuck are you watching <laughs> like like for anyone who's just like seeing it in their periphery in the corner of their eye and then turns over to look at what you're watching yeah the it's just it's like inexplainable like i don't know how you're like, like i'm watching it. real housewives of orange county right 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 this is what they look like i don't even know how i don't even know how to like broach the subject like yeah it's the year 850 these are the gilmore kind of girls <laughs> you just be like be like there's a society oh. like in the giver they built a wall and they walled themselves in and uh because there's mm -hmm. giants that are trying to eat them and the giants showed up and they're trying to eat them and they're all naked but it's but it's way more number one it's way more well, complicated than that but she doesn't want to know what the actual is actually know, happening <laughs> she just I, wants I, to have some reference point for what the no, fuck is I on the even, tv I, I, I didn't even give a reference point i just <laughs> i just i like reached over and i just went look don't worry about it don't worry about it. Like I'm not even going to tell you what the I'm, show is. I'm like just not even I'm allowed weird. to say that anymore. That because that's my right, so, that, that's my default is like don't worry about it. It's like well yeah. I'm not worried about <laughs> it. I just wanted to know what it was. <laughs> yeah. So she goes, well, what do you want? I'm like, don't worry about what I'm watching. It's way too complicated. What's what's what's, what's what's worse? Getting caught watching Attack on Titan, and it's like a really fucked up Titan on screen, uh -huh. and he's doing something, or fucking. Uh -huh. Minetta doing some shit in my hero and like Brit seeing you like oh. a Minetta like perving out over I mean there's the, the yeah there's no Minetta perving but there's also Thank God. I yeah. think I think anytime there's like horny cartoon stuff just as like someone that grew up in western <laughs> culture it's like weird. <laughs> I just find really it strange weird. especially cuz super the characters weird. are always kids they're not adults. Yeah. So I think it's All right, can I can I really fucking this weird. might be I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion. But whenever I watch a TV show or a movie, I'm going to go on another tangent now. Great. Something that I find weird <laughs> in TV shows and movies. If someone's going to the bathroom, like, do why? Like, is that part? Do I have to see that? Is that like? I imagine. Can we get I, rid I of that? try to imagine like the writer's room where they were like, and then on screen, he'll be dumping out. And you're like, why? You could have chosen <laughs> anything. Like, there's also other things that, that, that like, maybe that's a metaphor for something. There's other things that can be metaphors. Why would right. you choose? right it, it recently in the last 10 years the first time mm. i remember it being like i remember people talking about it it was when like the first season of house of cards came out and that is like a thing they'll do with whenever they want to be like oh she's an independent woman look at her like on her phone doing business on the toilet that oh, is like yeah. a trope <laughs> now it's like a trope like whenever yeah. you have like a powerful woman in a tv show there's a scene of her somewhere in that season doing work on her phone while she's going to the bathroom that it but, like you know what? all the at time least be, at least be realistic what i don't like right. seeing and what drives me nuts is i gotta sit through this gross stuff i gotta sit through <laughs> thinking about what you <laughs> ate today and then i watch you pull off one square of toilet paper and like they always like push it point. down really yeah, gently they push and then it they're like, down. All it's done. so stupid it's so <laughs> dumb they push it down it's a quick in and out like, are you kidding me? Yeah, unless they have you a boy who's got one square. Who's got you one are square. covered in piss and shit, and you're going back to see Joey and Rachel? <laughs> oh. Can anyway, you spare a square? So that, there you go. Yeah, spare a square, exactly. Give me a so you're enjoying it. You're, you're, you're into it. Oh, I'm loving it. Because you're, you're only going to have peeling, more questions. We're, pe we're peeling onion layers away with this yeah. show. Every episode, I'm like, Jesus, what the hell? Now yeah. I got to watch so, it because you have me very yeah. intrigued. All right. It's you, good. You'll yeah. like it. You'll it's like good. it. It's yeah. in my list, but I'll bump it up. 
I would I would also suggest <laughs> to say watch Doctor Stone, but if you need to prioritize, I'd say Attack on Titan because it's the final season. So yeah, the final season oh, is this on is right the now. Final season. Yeah. So yeah, season four. this is oh, okay. this is the best time to start it, watching it, it. It's it's really wild rewatching it. So we just finished season two, Chris, um, which is funnily enough, like for some reason, like really short. But um, we just finished season two, and it's. It's amazing because we had to wait three years between season one and season two. Oh, because I think the second season, it's shorter because that was like all the content that was done from the manga. And then it was like, gotcha. it they just had to wait till more was written. Gotcha. <laughs> it's like how every five years Cartoon Network would come around and be like, hey, remember Venture Brothers? And I'd be like, ah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wait, could you, could you imagine if they did that with Game of Thrones? If they stopped oh at God. season five and they were like, we don't, there's no more content. We got to, well, like, they just recast everyone. Oh my or God. They, they recast yeah. I mean, you know what? Probably would have creepy. I mean, imagine if they'd done that, we'd be sitting here thinking like, oh my God, like when is Game of Thrones coming back? Like it's been years. <laughs> yeah. I wish, it I wish come we could have just and probably ended. been pretty good. I wish it could have just like good. never come back. If it never came back and we were all just like, man, I wish they would have finished that show. It would be better than what I feel about that show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> they could have made any other programming oh. choice than the one that they yeah. made. Yeah, yeah, That last Jesus season Christ. is like Sex and the City, um, the movie too, where it's like, it exists, and I respect fan fiction, but I, that's not <laughs> canon. Like, that is no part of, like, that's the world my, my, that uh, you established HBO. My, my wife doesn't know the word canon, but she pretty much thinks the same thing that you just said about Sex and the City too. the movie. <laughs> she, doesn't know the she doesn't know the word canon, but she definitely <laughs> would agree with your assessment. But you know, like you, it's like if you watched Weeds in the last, in the first few seasons, it's like, I'm a drug dealer and a mom. How am I going to make it work? And in the last season, she's like, what if I purchased Disney World and sold it to Sweden? And then we had a VR and you're like, what? Are you way off yeah topic. we are yeah i was just thinking that well, I wanted way to say, you were you're yeah. saying that you don't like sexy cartoon characters i did want to mention i agree 100 percent. i'm not down for like that's not my thing yeah right. however mm. <laughs> every once in a while i'll see like hercules from the disney movie hercules <laughs> and you're like man that dude is thick and then you're like no i did it i'm japanese I'm Japanese culture. The thing I hate about it is like I was I was about to watch this like volleyball anime on Netflix or no, it was a basketball anime on Netflix. What? It's a basketball yeah. anime on Netflix. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I have nothing else to watch. It's 1 a.m. Why not? Let's put this on. And I go to read this synopsis. Just go to bed. Why? <laughs> what is time what is time? <laughs> time so so i read the synopsis for hit start and they it's like the two greatest middle school teams and i'm looking at them like these are <coughs> fucking jacked and they're huge mm. these aren't middle schoolers they look they look like they're like 28 like like they're, they're like you know they've been in the nba for half a dozen years at least like why yeah. do they why do they take 13 year olds and make them look like they're almost 30 years old? You see the football team on like Riverdale or Dawson's Creek yeah. and you're like, "Oh my god, so I guess all the retired oh, NFL players were down." Yeah. <laughs> Riverdale is such a Yeah, these are and high the, school kids. Sabrina, okay. Sabrina is the same thing as Riverdale. It's the same yeah. exact thing. Yeah. You're like, "Wait, there's an episode where literally they're like having an orgy, but these are supposed Wait, to be now like high I'm interested. schoolers. Now, now, uh, now I still want to take this off off topic. R Ryan, have you seen all of Riverdale or no? I have been in and out with my husband. Right. I watched the first and second season. Like I was so into it. 
And then yeah. it just it felt like they were it, it taking got, the got cards silly against humanity. Fuck. And just yes. throwing them against the it wall and being like ridiculous. They're like, Hitler is in a gang with <laughs> Mr. Right. Monopoly. And you're like, okay. Right, I right. <laughs> that it, it kind of did feel yeah. Yeah. All right. But yeah, those those teams are old. And I feel yeah. like I, I maybe it was like ever since Degrassi or something like where they cast people that were the age they were supposed to be. I'm just like, I can't watch someone take Boniva and complain about like their boyfriend cheated on them or whatever. It's just not realistic. <laughs> yeah. That that show I never watched, but I followed all of the social media about it. And that's mm-hmm. part of why I watched Sabrina, because they were like, oh, this is coming oh, from Riverdale. the Riverdale people. And I was like, I kind of missed the boat on Riverdale. But I'm gonna watch yeah. the new Sabrina, and it's yeah. the new Sabrina is also fucking nuts. But then they'd be like, "Well, guess where the new season of Riverdale is going?" And I'd be like, "Fuck it, I don't watch the show. I'm gonna read the spoilers on this." And I'm like, "Wait, what's happening?" Wait, R- Ryan, you you like Mad Men, right? Oh, love Mad Men. Let me tell you something. Christian Humes over here, he he cannot get into it. You he know has what? Tried. Yeah, I did. Here's the thing. Yep. Maybe maybe like Shit's yep. Creek, I just need to get past the first episode. Maybe I don't know. You man. got Mad it. Men is like <sighs> it's because, Mad Men. It's because this just is your like assignment. I, I'm watching it. I'm watching it, and I'm like, first of all, I kind of get a little bored with period pieces, just because they always glorify these periods in time. And I'm like, actually, like, Ow. look at what those people were like today. They're the ones that are ruining everything. So uh, that's like, where Mad Men goes. It's so good. <laughs> but see, I didn't Mad know Mad that. Man. I think everyone always talks about Don Draper like he's cool. And I'm just like watching it. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about this guy. Why am I going to watch this show? <laughs> Mad Men well, is, is just cool. like it like he grabs <laughs> the camera and he's like, I am everything this country wants from you. I am white. I am rich. Yeah. I am good looking. Yeah. I am in advertising. Like he's everything. And he grabs the camera and he's like, all of it is crap. This whole country's yeah. always been a lie. Like that's basically the thesis yeah. of the show. But in order to reach that like conclusion, to leave you with that feeling, you watch them come up with commercials based on like real life experiences they're having. Um, and it's just such a weird, good idea for a show for you to be like, oh, like, uh, it's say it's a uh, uh, what's a what's a catchphrase like uh, um, what is it like a like a like a corporate catchphrase like uh, just do you it. want fries with that? <laughs> oh, slogan, yeah, corporate slogan. So many. I'll go with um, do you want fries with that? It would be like yeah. you know characters in like a fast food place and they're crying and they're like i just don't know what and then someone tells them the perfect advice piece of advice and they both laugh and they look up and the person talking to them is like so let's go get some food and right. you're like oh, yeah let's go get some food and you go up to the thing and the, and the cashier is like oh you're smiling now you're like yeah now i have a smile would you like fries with that right. and they're like oh and then they go it's just the client and the client's like this is the greatest thing and you're like god i just love being with my friends at the office right right exactly i will yeah. say that's a much better more enthusiastic pitch than i've ever gotten from alex which is usually just like oh man man's great don draper anything. is so cool that's true you are not excited i don't get excited for <laughs> shit he's, he's, so... right he is larry david by the way <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes that's that's his it takes whole... a lot for me to get excited yeah, Pretty like what a surprise! Eye. A guy from Long Island's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm Larry David. That's who I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's my persona." <laughs> Commit to the bit. Commit to the bit. Um, should we should we move to news? I feel like we can't yeah, even spend a ton of time at GameStop anyway, um, just because yeah. for the sake of, I really got to get a new soundboard app. 
News. Dan's not here, but he'll always appear in the. They always be here in spirit. When it just sounds like he died. When it just said news, I 100% was like news. 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 Maybe maybe one week. Um. Other other than I guess like the release of games that came out this week. Uh. Well, it, it's the GameStop, right? There's nothing else to talk about here. Which Alex legally? Well, we never we never talked about the <laughs> Xbox. The Xbox Live Gold hike happened after last oh, week's show, but fuck, that happened yeah, in the last week. It, that was this week. Yeah, Holy it shit. happened last Friday. Yeah, then they got rid of it. Yeah, Microsoft's probably loving the fact that like they're not the because that probably would have lasted in the I forgot it game news cycle. Yeah. Right. I had to. I went to go look up news because all I could think about was GameStop, <laughs> and uh, there was quite a bit of news. But it was the Xbox Live Gold thing, and then I think the only other real piece of interesting news is Blizzard um, making Vicarious Visions a Ugh. part of. Well, Activision making Vicarious yeah. Visions a part of Blizzard. Um, R.I.P. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, Xbox reversed the course on. I mean, basically, they essentially just removed the discount for. Xbox the bulk Live, pricing. The bulk pricing. Right, which is what I was saying. Everyone was like, it's doubled. I'm like, yeah, like for most people in a way it's doubled. But actually over the summer, they had pretty much gotten rid of. They said they weren't going to be selling like on their website. You couldn't buy it in 12 months anymore. Yeah. You could only buy it at six months anyway. But the month to month price was already $10. So all they did was just say, hey, we're not going to do bulk pricing anymore, which like, guess what? If you've been paying attention for the last two years, they're like, we'll let you buy fucking three years of Xbox game pass and spend one dollar for game pass. i mean that's what i was gonna say like i get i get it nobody wants to be boiled alive like netflix has been doing for years i totally understand frustration if you're a user but at the same time like i've never paid full price for any online service let alone xbox live i mean i feel like there's a kotaku deal oh no i mentioned the competitor a kotaku (laughs) deal for like don't go to xbox live nine months for just a drop of your blood every day and i'm like all right here's another drop of blood so now i have xbox live for like eight years and if you don't that's on you that was your poor choice (laughs) target this fall because i think so for for game pass ultimate they you can only max out three years out and i actually did that three years ago so i i was only good till 2022 july but this fall Target did, um, it was $15 for three months of Game Pass Ultimate. I bought like 10 of them and I maxed myself back out and I have a handful to go. I'm going to just redeem them again. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to spend like $150 because a year of Game Pass, if you pay the monthly price, is $180. But now I, I got multiple years for spending less money all at once. Yeah, I just have I mean, those cards to redeem in the future. The deals are always going to be around. There's always free the free offer thing. I don't know. To me, I didn't understand the like freak out, yeah. but I think it's also people, it, we're in a pandemic and a global recession yes. and they just rolled out this console that people bought. So to change the story of like what you're charging people in the middle of a pandemic right after they got into your ecosystem is just so egregious. Like like read the room <laughs> like feel I free think, to do this but right now like do it when we're all outside again and I, I, it. I, I just don't know who think, has xbox and doesn't have game pass now yeah it's yeah. it's like obviously they they did it because they're shifting their you know they they need people to i mean xbox game pass has been growing a tremendous rate another news piece is that it hit 18 it's now at 18 million subscribers but with what microsoft wants to do with game pass like they want it to be 
in the hundreds of millions like Netflix is. They want it to be seeing the kind of growth and uh, size that a Netflix user base has. So they're doing whatever they can and slowly killing, you know, death by a thousand cuts to Xbox Live Gold is happening. But I think that the the issue that uh, is having, and it's a little contradictory because we are sitting, you know, a lot of people are upset about it, but like, you know, I think that the main issue is, is that like, where is the value in having Xbox Live Gold? Because if you look at other yeah. platforms, like the only thing Xbox Live Gold allows you to do is play online. And almost every other well, platform. You get cloud saves and you also get um, the, they still do games of gold. I guess they well, what bothers me with the cloud world, saves yeah. thing is Which that they should like, just get rid of. <laughs> save files yeah. are what? Like a few gigs at most? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. totally. But even Nintendo so I, charges you $20 a year for uh, I I think they should just cut games with gold and then make gold cheaper. Just cut games with gold and yeah. make gold cheaper. Just make it cloud saves and online, make it $5 a month so that the monthly mm-hmm. price matches the bulk pricing so it's just even across the board. So if you can't afford and to buy it up front, the, you can just pay month by month. Put all that negotiations that you were planning to do for games with gold with different yeah, developers into Game Pass which, which they and have we would all be happy. If you look at the Games of Gold games, they used to be, every now and then, I'd be like, oh, shit, look at the Games of Gold this month. And then the second they came out Game Pass, I'm like, oh, look at this old-ass game no one wants to play. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Games of Gold became, the second Game Pass came out. But yeah, it's uh, th- but it's weird because now the result of all this is they're making free-to-play games you don't need gold anymore. So now it's actually... Right, they, they not only reversed it, but they but they went back... And there's all these conspiracy theories online that like, oh, they want they this was their plan all along, and that they were they only put this out. Well, that's because our like minds this. are poisoned from being home alone. <laughs> yeah, and all the actual and all Everyone's- the actual shit that it would be a conspiracy theory in any other reality, but is actually the fucking truth. We only see conspiracy change theories the price now. Of gold, Xbox Live Gold, so that he could microchip you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, look, you. It's the perfect transition to the top story, which is the fucking GameStop stock. Like if we're like everyone just sees conspiracies everywhere. Like oh, who knows what the real narrative right now is? What the narrative is that like a lot of people are trying to make some money, but also fuck over the billionaires. It started out with trying to fuck over the billionaires, or it started out with convincing people we can fuck the billionaires over. But the people who put in money way ahead of time are actually going to be making bank off of it. Like who knows? what the result of all of this is going to be <laughs> that's happening right now. All I know is I tried to buy my GameStop stock today because I just wanted to be a part of it. I was going to YOLO it. Fuck it. I was just going to get one GameStop stock. I bought AMC the other day. I got it low enough so that I could, I actually pulled some out with my profit that I've made off of it to buy a single GameStop stock with it. And then I left the, le- the rest in AMC and then they froze the GameStop stock this morning and I couldn't buy it. No. <laughs> that was Obviously, so bad. Ryan coming to us from a GameStop as we record. Oh yes, uh, Patre- Patreon.com forward slash Unranked Podcast to go check how is out Reggie? the uh, video. <laughs> yeah, how is Reggie? He's 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 right there. He's counting his cash. Right over um, there. Uh, they're thinking about how much money they've just made. Um, <laughs> I think this whole GameStop thing is so funny because, like, obviously at the end of the day, the hedge funds are going to win because no matter what, like, you're telegraphing your moves if you're like. We're holding the line. We're holding the line. It's like, okay, well, then they know who to bet, like what to bet on because you're like telegraphic. But I do think like for me, my whole life has been chaos probably since the 2008 recession. 
And like watching a billionaire cry on CNBC today was 100% <laughs> worth it. I was like, fine, cool, whatever. I don't care. Um, it, it, I don't know. I, I think that, that they've gotten away with a lot of bullshit for a long time. And the second that all of these Redditors wanted to get in the game or like turn the tables a little bit, of course the hammer gets brought down. And like, I, I don't know what, I don't know what anyone was thinking, right. About bringing down the hammer, because like, this is not a group of people like Redditors, former Gamergate people. <laughs> like these are not the people that you tell no to. And then it ends. These are the people yeah. who named a boat, Bodie McBoatface. Like they're going to do the thing. <laughs> and like, I, I, so it, it speaks to me of um, how much people, certain industries do not understand the internet at all. Like not even the beginnings of like what internet culture is or what a meme mm -hmm. is or like what kinds of people go to different communities. Like, and, and, it, and it reminds me a lot of politics. I mean, not to bring it up, but politics from four or five years ago when it felt like, you know, Hillary Clinton's team was like, we're a regular old fashioned presidential, whatever. But the, <laughs> but the Trump team was like, we're fucking online. We're making troll memes. We're organizing people to raid like streams. Like, you know, and I'm, you know, don't use your powers for evil. But I do think that like, maybe this is just the finance world finally has to grapple with the internet and grapple with the speed at which people can communicate and a little bit with cryptocurrency and like finally mature. And yeah. like they've been living in like a gilded cage. So if it takes GameStop to be the thing that like, you know, ruffles their feathers, I like it. I say that's, go for it. That's the thing that's so wild is that GameStop is the thing that's involved in it. But there have been so many people who've talked about how Gamergate was like, the trial balloon to all of the alt-right movement online. And it's like, if you look at it, it made so much sense because gamers were basically like a lot of the first people online and they like created like the forums, they created like this, like the people who run these social media websites and stuff like that, that a lot of them are assholes. Like we're also like fucking gamers. Like they're all nerdy, I mean, like gamer dudes. Former GameStop like gamer customers. Yeah, it's. Are the number one people that should be recruited by law, like financial investment firms because it, nobody can do math as fast as a kid who's trying to offload a GameCube so he can get a copy of that. <laughs> like, that kid knows how to add, subtract, multiply, short sell. Like, don't GameStop mess with the was... Power Up Rewards member. That's all I got to say. GameStop was basically Wall Street for people under 18. <laughs> That's, totally. it was our only financial institution and now we have to deal with the real one and we're like well fuck you who want retribution we've seen a flood of spyro the dragon coming in <laughs> oh man sell, sell, sell. it's really just the weirdest week it's the, it's it's, it's, so it's weird. the weirdest thing that's that that's the whole uh, world is basically so now just being it's like a giant i mean it always was i guess but it just feels like everyone's um in an improv sketch that has gone on for too long and they don't know how to get out of it <laughs> that's pretty accurate Everyone, I'm over it. It is a little bit also like how you described earlier with Cards Against Humanity. It's like, uh, I think everyone was like, 2020 is done. The dark times have ended. But now we're in like <laughs> the weird times. Yeah. It feels like this is the weirdest year. And I, it's I just, someone, it's someone hit shuffle. <laughs> yeah, someone hit shuffle. Someone at the New York Times hit shuffle and then everything printed got, came into reality. Um, yeah. No, it's, you know what though? If you had told me a year ago everything that was going to happen, I'd be like, what? I'm at CES. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? A year from now, maybe 
maybe we're living in the utopia of Bernie Sanders and, um, you know, post when GameStop is the state and we're <laughs> we living all, beyond the, means and, capital. you know, <laughs> Bernie Reggie's Sanders like and, 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 and Mitt Romney are holding hands on the top of a mountain and they said, we did it. We saved America. I'm going to, you know, I'll also be shocked. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I, yeah. 2021 looks like it's going to be complete insanity craziness um like bullshit but i will say what a year for video games we have coming Hell out yeah. huh Hell what a yeah. time to get stuck inside with your money Hell yeah! nintendo's got a great year on the well we'll see we'll see about yeah. nintendo's year man i'm curious as to how that one plays out which by the way we started our fantasy draft last week and uh dan has already had two good scores with, he has yes with, do you know about the this medium uh... And, uh do you know about Fantasy Critic League? So we did this thing a couple of years ago, Ryan, where we started uh, a fantasy league where we would draft games, and it was all based on their, I think at the time, their IGN review score, what IGN would give them in review. And it's it's changed over the years. It became the Metacritic thing. Then we chose the Open Critic score. And now people have just stolen this idea from us. I'm convinced... These yeah, someone made a website a good like two idea. years ago. <laughs> but now there's an automatic, a website that does it all automatically for you instead of us like having to manually do it. It's a little different, but yeah. So basically we all have, I think, 12 games that we've selected that we think might come out this year, hopefully, fingers crossed, and you get points based on how well they perform in the Metacritic or Open Critic. And yeah, Dan had the Medium and Cyber Shadow. Which, um, so I have it right here. And the way it scores is if it's a 70, you get zero points. Anything above it, you get a point above 70. Below, it takes points away from you. So he got five points for the medium because it's 75 right now, which it adjusts because Open Critic adjusts as more reviews come in. Um, and I imagine there will be more. I, I bet that might go up a little. I was thinking it might be like a, but it, it is close where I thought. Pretty divisive it, critically. I saw some places give it like a real shit score. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I saw. <laughs> it, it is kind of like all over the place. There's some like very high ones and. Uh, but Cyber Shadow has an 82, and he had 12. So he has 17 points. But the best thing about this, because we were just talking about shorts, is they have a counter pick, which is basically shorting someone's review, and you're you're <laughs> guessing which game of theirs. you get. Everyone guesses for each person once which game of theirs will get below a 70. Alex, you counterpicked the medium. So you currently are in last place now with minus five points. <laughs> <laughs> get fucked. <laughs> I, I honestly feel like counterpicking the, the, the best thing is that the game doesn't come out because i feel like it's hard nowadays for a game to yeah. unless it really bombs but the odds of that because we can them. drop and add games now are very low so so if anything he maybe did a good job there because he got a game that has a review close to 70 yeah no i think i think that getting a 75 and that being a counter pick like i think i counter picked fuck i can't even remember i counter picked something where i'm like fuck this might do really well and i might be real screwed yeah you counter picked <laughs> my game that i'm dropping which is hello neighbor 2 i'm definitely dropping that once i realized what the reviews for the original one was <laughs> that, that is, that, and i need to drop it soon actually because it comes out in like a month <laughs> yeah. um i think let's just see uh we're gonna just do like one or two in the interest of time like quick listener mail just because we didn't do any and then we'll and then, are we playing a game or we're we not playing a game? Uh, I I made a very quick, beautiful rate that game game. I was gonna do game or no game, but I was looking at the games and honestly, I just wasn't coming up with anything good. And you guys have been oh, wow. getting creative juices weren't flowing. No, it's just, you guys have been getting very good at picking up on what 
your bullshit yeah yes so i was like and it's partially just because the last few times i did them in like the course of like 30 minutes so i was like the next time i do it i'm gonna sit down and actually like spend some time right. on it game, uh, game or no game is uh chris gives us a title ryan and then he gives us three descriptions well, two. one of them two all oh, right two two descriptions it's either one of those two or the third option is it's not even a real game <laughs> guess which it is uh that is honestly funnily enough that is one of the more sensible games that we play that's one yeah. of the ones that like has like some like actual like structure to it some of them <laughs> are just like a grab bag of chaos <laughs> i was gonna do game busters which is the grab bag of chaos and then i was like yes. you know what i feel like there's so much to talk about this week that i didn't want the game to take long so it's like all right <laughs> we're just gonna do this does tuna have a complaint oh we'll get to not it not yet tom know the order I don't know why that of the so jingle <laughs> <laughs> no the order of the jingles dan isn't here so we don't have our fortune cookie the jingles week. rule all um jingle all, right, all the way let's mm. just do a quick listener mail um slater says okay girls it's time to gossip who's your biggest celebrity crush suck it hard from slater that's <laughs> what he wrote <laughs> christina Hendricks. Ooh, good pick good pick that's on my short list of women who are welcome at the um at the house of the land for fun times <laughs> not just in general i like women I, you, yeah. you go. <laughs> oh man there we go my biggest i think right now my biggest celebrity crush is anna de Armas. who's that? oh yeah the lead She's in knives, in out. knives out recently dated oh, ben affleck she plays the like the main girl mm -hmm. yeah she's cute yeah yeah Interesting. um i think my biggest right. celebrity crush right now is um the i mean it's plays it, hercules well, <laughs> yeah no cartoon hercules <laughs> <laughs> i mean is it should i go with the person that's always my celebrity crush or like a recent celebrity crush because always celebrity crush um oh my god I, i'm gonna show you my phone um my is fat always four. Fat oh, Thor, Thor is my, is my ultimate right. That's <laughs> I, a god. Fat Thor. I honestly, I I, I was gonna say, I I was gonna say Chris Hemsworth, but <laughs> I didn't. Wow. But this yeah. is specifically this is Fat case. Thor. Right, but this is specifically <laughs> Fat Thor. See, I like because I feel like when I look at regular Thor, is he beautiful? Obviously, sculpture, work right. of art. There's right. a lot of pressure. He's eating his like right. you know macros, and he's yelling at you about pre-workout. And then you know if the wind blows the wrong way, his veins might collapse. Right. I like Fat Thor, who's like, let's watch Buffy and get right, stoned. And I'm like, I right. love Fat you. Fat Thor's chill. He's beating noobs right. in Fortnite. <laughs> Wait, so is that, is that your always? That's or is that my always. That's wow. my always. My always yeah. crush is um, uh, Kala Gugino. Oh, good point. The mom good and pack, Spy Kids. Yeah, who is just oh, more humor. beautiful with age? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you know they're rebooting Spy Kids, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah you might I just get your wish. <laughs> yeah, Boom. I'd love that. Now, uh, right, well, who's your current crush then, Ryan? Who's like the current the, crush? The oh, the guy who plays um, Nick on Sabrina, Nick Scratch. Oh my God! Oh. Fucking That's Jake someone... Johnson. That's Brooks. That's 100% Brooks' crush is Jake Johnson. <laughs> Listen, he's beautiful. I'm not going to remember exactly who he is in like a year. <laughs> and I probably never will again because um, he's indistinguishable. Probably. But I mean, utterly beautiful. So, Christian, my always crush 
is Salma Hayek. That is 100% my always crush. She was beautiful okay. when I was younger. Yep. She's still just as beautiful today. She's gorgeous. She's got a little bit of spice. I'm into Salma Hayek. <laughs> um, but right now I have... So before I found out Gina Carino was a psychopath, I've recently uh, like yeah. weirdly had a thing for women that could crush me. Um, sure. So, so Hannah Waddingham, right Hannah Waddingham from Ted Lasso. Have you seen those? That, oh that woman my is, god, dude! She is. She it, could it, break the manager, me in half, right? Girl? She the could ma- break me in half. The manager. I'd let her. Yeah. Shame. She girl. Is oh yeah. Fucking stunning. Oh my god. Yeah. She's the dude. only Wait, one. Say it again. I throw. cut out for a second. Had Hannah Waddingham, the woman in Ted Lasso. She is the boss in Ted Lasso. She's also in um, Sex Education. She's one of the moms of. She's like she's she's jacked. She's like she's gorgeous. Uh, yes, Alex. She's the woman who holds the bell shame. and says "shame" in Game of Thrones. Shame. Also, apparently, she, you know what? She could fucking march me through King's Landing. And yeah, I was gonna say. I see where this is coming from. It's a Al- little yeah, really? Oh my god, she is unbelievable. But my but the other thing is the the person though. I would say if I had to choose between two, would also be Journey Smollett because that is also weirdly my always crush. Because when I was a little kid watching Full House, I was like, oh, fucking loved. Uh, the best. I cannot remember her character's name, but it was the yeah. her she, character she's in on, uh, Lovecraft Country. Full, right? Yeah, it's the oh, it's the main character. Oh my god, Lovecraft yeah. Country. Oh god. She's and when yeah. I was watching Lovecraft Country, I'm like, I'm like, fuck, I love this woman. I'm like, but why does she look so familiar? And I Google her IMDb. Right. I'm like, I've had a crush on her my whole life. <laughs> I was like, well, the great thing about Lovecraft Country too is that the lighting is real low, and they're always like in a humid environment and sweating and like <laughs> wearing short shorts, and you're like. James, yeah, James. What's his name? The main guy. I forget the actor's oh, name. Oh, that guy he is always a brick shit house. Wet. He's always oh, wet. Damn. And glistening. He's a damn, he's damn man. Yeah, dude. Him being in Marvel, he's gonna, he's gonna be huge. That guy dude. is gigantic. He's like a, he's a walking tank. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly think like, like Chris Hemsworth is probably the biggest dude in Marvel. He might be as big or bigger than i don't know how tall he is is the thing it's like we won't know mm. but like i remember watching the show it's like holy shit every now and then trees would be like what the fuck and i'm like i'm like this is good for both of us you get to look at him i get to look at her <laughs> we're both are having a good time here <laughs> watching a little crap country i gotta say i gotta say hannah waddingham amazing like i the during ted lasso i was like i i hate that i'm so attracted to this yeah. woman oh yeah yeah <laughs> Well, you know, what's funny is that um, I feel like I always fall for like I always get crushes. I have like long term one sided emotional relationships with very good actors, but I always get crushes on people that aren't very good at acting. And so like (laughs) Nick Scratch is a perfect example. Listen, he's a very Mm -hmm. attractive guy. He might end up being a great actor. But he was on a show where he wasn't given like a ton to do. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, it can't go past crush because I'm like, I don't know anything about you. I don't have any talents. I don't know if you can feed us. Now I will I will I will say uh Chris uh a show that she Hannah Waddingham is also in is the TV show Sex Education yeah. on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Have you she's seen the, that one? She's Chris the mom of the swimmer. Oh sorry, yeah. sorry. I was looking at pictures yeah. of her. No, because when I watched that I was just kind of like I was like, "Oh, who is this woman?" And then when I saw her in Ted Lasso again, I was like, "Fuck, this woman is Yeah. Good show. Something. Sex Education. Yeah. yeah. I like it quite a bit. Yeah. Are we doing another listener or are we moving on? I think we can move on. I feel like we're not going to get it. <laughs> right, hit, 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 hit me with, a, hit, hit me with a complaint. I knew it. I knew you were going to have a complaint because you had to move this week. 
Yeah, dude. So even if, no, no, even no, if it has nothing to do with moving, you're going to have no, a complaint. It, it, we're, we're doing an old complaint. What I'm going to do is I'm going to have Ryan pick a number between 1 and 241. Oh, God. We're going to hash an old one. Okay. 192. 190. Chris. I hate everything. The world brings me much pain. I'm lame. <laughs> I had to play that one. <laughs> I didn't know which um, one it was going to be. The soundboard app doesn't work, so I just have to type in the file name, and <laughs> I don't. They're all labeled complaints. <laughs> so, all right. So, 192. Um, I'm just going to read it to you. Your just video. Oh, because you're using the phone. Because I have to read it off yeah, my yeah. phone. So, this is what I said. We, as a society, need to invest more in our public bathrooms and build them to a higher standard and to keep up better maintenance of those bathrooms. The number of times the latch has been broken, the slits between the doors, privacy, please. God damn it. So that's that's the complaint there, Ryan. What do you think of that? I 100% agree with you in normal times. In pandemic times, you need to go right. home. Why are you right. out so much? <laughs> that's a very good point. That's a good point. Good point. But in normal Good point. times, yes, it is the state of public bathrooms in the United States of America is astonishing. If you go yeah. to the Netherlands for 10 minutes and go to like a Burger King and, and just duck into the bathroom for some hand sanitizer, you are like, where's the valet? Like, I'm at the <laughs> But I will say one thing is if you're not living in New York City, you have the best bathrooms I have ever seen because right. New York City bathrooms are this big. And like right. they're always filled with like you know the someone's needles or um, and a they child. Haven't been look, they haven't been cleaned by. since. Yeah, and they haven't been cleaned since 1975. No, but whenever I go to LA, <laughs> I go to use I go to use a bathroom at a restaurant, and I'm like, oh, I'm in an IKEA. Like, <laughs> right. Hello, hello. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely. We ridiculous. have that's we actually have very large bathrooms here. Remember, very large bathrooms. So we moved into a house, and our bathrooms actually aren't big here, which is interesting because the apartment we used to live in, though, Alex, you guys saw my my old yeah. apartment. The bathroom was like the size of a bedroom. It was yeah. fucking gigantic. Well, when I had when I had Tom uh, go, you know, have us into that bougie apartment as well that was all in the airbnb we big bathroom <laughs> well, after tom had got you after, like, this, like after, the, whole, down, after like, the cabin and uh, cabin <laughs> tom, that tom booked an airbnb for e3 and it was like this cabin shack that like <laughs> it was turned into from someone's like backyard wood, garage wood, wood shafts like <laughs> nails sticking out of beams it wasn't, it wasn't. <laughs> look I, I i don't have to defend myself again for this ryan it was fine okay it wasn't great <laughs> But tuna, tuna, tuna wants so bougie, bad. and he left it up to me. He wanted it <laughs> cheap, a- and he wanted it near Chris, which is in Playa Vista, which is hard to find a cheap place, right? So yeah. I booked it. I was saying I'm going to book it. Do you want to see it? He said no. He turned it yeah. down. He didn't. He didn't I want did. to see it beforehand. He, he you know what? Me. I think he thought because you like nice things and expensive things. I think Alex was like. Tom wouldn't get anything that's like less right. than a four out of five. But you guys recorded <laughs> right. a video, right? Because Tuna yeah, was like, yeah. you've got to come hole. see this place. And on the video, I'm hearing Chris and Matt go, ah, it's not that bad. 
Yeah, because they're trying to make me feel better. It was a show. No, we were. We were laughing the whole time we were recording that. Brittany Brittany saw that. I FaceTimed Brittany when I first got there, and she was like, if you booked us this place, I'd probably divorce you. (laughs) That's how bad. (laughs) It was... Alex hates confrontation, Tom. Like, you know this. And he had to walk in front of the homeowners and talk to them as he was taking his stuff <laughs> yeah. out of the uh, the place because he didn't want to stay there. And Alex oh. will do anything to avoid having to, like, make someone feel bad. It was, See, it was what's, the funniest thing. What, what's tough about that is what you got to do oh. is you got to you got you need to come up with something that's not a lie. OK, so you're not <laughs> lying, but it's not exactly the reason you're leaving. You know, he right. to be well, like, he hadn't canceled it yet. He goes, he goes, I'd oh no, I'm just getting it. something. He goes, we're coming back. He goes, we're coming, we're back. coming back. Yeah, the video is so funny. It's, it's not, it was one of our first like Patreon like bonus videos that we're doing. And it's so funny because like Tuna's there and he's like whispering to Matt and Chris. He's like, oh my God, you have to see it. You have to see it. And then you can just hear him off camera going, like, no, it's fine. Yeah, just show it around. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> just doing a lap. I'm just doing yeah, half yeah, a moment yeah. stuff. <laughs> oh, amazing. It was That's so fucking stuff, funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Or alternatively, just be straight up honest to be like, I say to say to say to them what you're supposed to say to people you meet on like Tinder. You don't look like your photos. Have a nice night. <laughs> right, 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 right. Exactly. Oh. We Chris? have a game. Oh. All right. Uh, today we're gonna be playing Rate That Game Game. And um, in Rate That Game Game, I have four different games. I'm gonna tell you what the games are and I'll give you a brief synopsis. Uh, if you need them, you're probably going to be familiar with most of them. And um, you got to tell me what you think IGN gave it. So their review score is on a scale of uh, 10, but it's also with digits to a single decimal place. So whoever gets the closest, we're going to dole out points first, second, third. We're going to do a different strategy here, Alex, just because I don't feel like it's just easier than the way we typically do it. Um, sending messages and being like, okay, here's my score, here's your score. Um, so, I thought, I was looking at games that are coming out this generation that we haven't heard from in a while. So we have a new Metroid coming out, we have a new oh, James okay. Bond coming out, we have a new Perfect Dark coming out. So I was like, okay, I've got some old franchises. So we're going to start out with 007, James Bond, Agent under fire when did that come out so double seven james bond agent under fire came out this is for the original xbox so this is made by the ea team this is not Mm. you know rare only did the first one um it is a game where it's it's a, a unique story so it's not based on any of the previous james bond franchises it pulls some things from them but basically they wrote a unique story for it uh it's a first person shooter and it does have like stealth elements, um, but it's it's a unique James Bond title from EA. So you guys have to guess is out it of a ten. Good Bond or is it a bad Bond? Yes. Game? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna write mine on my phone and hold it up. That's a good idea. Yeah, and then, then Alex, you can say just say, it. and Atuna will go last because well, yeah. he can just say his out loud first. Oh, he I can, can just say, say mine out loud. I won't even look at the screen. Okay. All right, everyone, let me know when they are ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I need a second. Uh, okay, ready. All right. Uh, seven two. 
7.2. Okay, 7.2. 7.7. 7. 7.7. 8. Uh, <laughs> it's 8.6. <laughs> All right. 8.6. So it is? one of you is very, very close. No one's too far off. It was a 7.6. So it's you know right around the medium. Like it was a good game, yeah. interesting story, but mechanically it was kind of. Eh. I think people were like overjoyed by it because I remember at the time it getting like good buzz, but I think that it was mainly because it had been forever since Goldeneye, and there had been so many shit Bond games since Goldeneye that Age of yeah. came out. Yeah. People were like, "Oh my god, this is actually pretty good." Yeah, the N sixty four world is not enough was fine, but there was another one. There was like a PlayStation only one, which was like garbage. It was like Smart Never Dies was third person. Then there was another. Oh they, god, I remember that. Like, there was like a bad Goldeneye, where you play as I think like uh, Trevelyan. And it's, yeah, Goldeneye. Yeah. Ag- I think it was like Agent something, Rogue Agent, Rogue Agent. Yes. It. Yeah. Mm. Um. So the other one also similar theme, from Rare. Perfect Dark. Uh, this is these are basically games I'm looking forward to. Let's be honest. About it. <laughs> so Perfect Dark is coming yeah, back. Seriously. Uh, we're not going with the Perfect Dark N64 game. We're we're going with one of my favorite Game Boy games. The Perfect Dark for the Game Boy Color, which to me was what an unbelievable experience that they managed to capture like some of the crazy weapons and gadgets from Perfect Dark for the Game Boy. It's a top down like third person Perfect Dark game where you're going through, you're infiltrating Datadyne, you're finding uh you know elvis like you're getting the alien weapons there's even like a first person battle scene against like a helicopter where you just have like the target reticle it was incredibly ambitious for the game boy color i love anything i'm a huge old game boy uh fan and i love anything that's like hyper ambitious on what is essentially a calculator incredible work (laughs) i'm good to go yeah me too me too 8.0, 8.0, Christian. Ooh. Oh, I, I should have. Uh, uh, this one has to be an even number. So if you have oh. an odd number, change it because it's out of five. So I'm just doubling the score. This is an okay. old review. Four, Christian. It's an old review. So it's out of five. Are you, you're just going to change it to four? Okay. Yeah. Just give me out of five. Do that. <laughs> so it's a flat number. Oh, wait. No, no, it's not a flat number. I was just going to double to 10 because I forgot to tell you to make it out of five. It is still a decimal place, but so Alex is guessing eight. You have a 8.3? 8.2. 8.2. Okay. Just above Alex. Oh, then I said 6.8. 6.8. Yeah. All right. So So in the first round, Tom got three points. We're getting, we'll we'll just do golf scores. Tom, you got first last time. Alex got second. Ryan got third. This time around, the opposite <laughs> it's a 4.3 which would be the equivalent of an 8.6 it's a very good oh, game boy shit, game fuck. it's a very good game boy game <laughs> well hello <laughs> so ryan got first this round alex ryan second again first. tom third which everyone has four points now <laughs> i thought you were gonna be Even like up. it's a 4.3 and i was like great i said 6.8 i'm the closest <laughs> even up highly recommend if you have a if you, have, if you guys have access to a game boy or a device that plays game boy games fucking perfect dark game boy color great I know you, you probably if you have million. access to a Game Boy Color, yeah. you yeah. have a lifetime of joy ahead of you. Or like an R4 card for a DS. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. So Metroid, one of my absolute favorite franchises. I was thinking about it just yesterday when I was playing some Cyber Shadow. Uh, Federation we're going to talk Force. about... <laughs> I almost picked that. But instead, I picked Metroid the Other M. Metroid the Other M is uh. made by Team Ninja. It's a 
hybrid third first person because there's elements where you go into first person especially in like boss fights like metroid prime but it's primarily played in third person weirdly there's like fixed camera angles at times almost like a like a resident evil style game um but you deal with the you do deal with the federation force in the game uh it's like one of the only times she has allies around uh yeah it was a much more narrative based metroid game a lot of voice acting right yes this is a good game tom He's not going to tell. Why do you always ask? <laughs> but you're always like, is this a good game? Should I be putting it? It was actually Tuna. Tuna was a good game. Um, is everyone ready? Are you lying? I'm ready. You playing the double cross on me? I'll, I'll say nine, I guess. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> you stupid idiot. <laughs> I'm sticking with my last oh, score. No. I'm going with 6.8. I went with 6.5. Um, this no. is just a personal score because I fucking hate other M. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of good reasons to not like the other M. I it's the only Metroid game I never finished, and I've played all of the other ones multiple times. There's a game-breaking bug in it, in which if you have that save file corruption, um, you basically have to start over. You have to delete it, or you had to send your memory card into Nintendo to have them fix it. Uh, but IGN that. gave it an eight point five. IGN oh. gave Metroid the other M an eight. Point five. Right, this is why our five. industry gets accused of fail. <laughs> it's the exact reason. How dare you? Wow. Games journalism. Not ethical, I guess, after all. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I was shocked by it, and that's ultimately why I went with it, because I was like, oh, this is just going to throw a tuna's, in tuna's, tuna's fucking ignorance. <laughs> fucking won him this one. God damn it. <laughs> Oh, or right. you know his trust that gaming outlets will bend over backwards i should have told him it was a bad out. game i should have been honest with him i should have been like it's bad man mm. fuck honesty is always the best policy tom all right so the For third sure. one isn't actually a direct sequel that's coming out but i am very excited for Wait, halo third oh sorry the final game final game so wait, actually alex you now have five points um ryan what did you what? guess on that one, I just deleted it. Oh God, let's see. Six point five. Six point five. Five or something. What were you? T- oh, time is six point eight. Six point eight. Okay, mm. so it's five. I was second. Yeah, to six to seven. Um, so Bungie, we're just passing the twentieth anniversary of Oni for the PC. So Oni is a third-person cyberpunk action game with some stealth mechanics. It came out twenty years ago on the PC, predating their Halo franchise. I believe it was their last major game before the Halo franchise came out, which we're all very excited for Halo Infinite, um, if it's good. So we're trying to find out what did IGN give Oni? This is a 20-year-old PC cyberpunk action-adventure game. Ready? All right, me too. Okay. 8.2. Okay. Ryan? I gave it a 10. And you know why I gave it a 10? Only based on, and I, I highly doubt I got a 10, but only based on the fact that um, that everyone from Steve Jobs to Bill Gates to whoever was so interested in Bungie at the time, like, mm. what? Mm, that's <laughs> a good they point. They really love that Oni. That is a good point. <laughs> that is a good point. <laughs> now, I thought I it was... I never even thought about that. I remember it being, I think this is kind of a, a kind of like a cult game. I played so the I, fuck I, out but, of it. But funnily enough, I gave it the lowest out of all three of you. I gave it an eight because I was unsure. But I'm, 
Ryan's logic is sound. Like everyone wanted a piece of Bungie after that game. Well, I had I so I it's funny. I think the thing that they actually wanted Bungie for was their first person skills because their primary thing was the marathon series. Not to say Oni is bad. We're gonna find out Oni yeah. in a minute. But I had I grew up with a Mac computer, so I I played the fuck out of Oni and the marathon games growing up on my on our on our Mac. Um, but one of you got the exact right score, which is an eight point oh. Oh, I thought you were gonna tell me it was a perfect ten, <laughs> which would bring Tom up to. I gotta look up this game. It would bring Alex up to eight points. And Ryan, unfortunately, as our guest, (sighs) you did lose. You got last. Um, I believe 11 points. Yes, this poster. This is cool, man. No, I'm at seven. No, you you just got two points because you got second on that. The market is rigged. Five, six, seven, (laughs) two points. Yeah, seven. And Tom has eight. No, so Tom just got second and first and then you just got first and second you have the same oh i thought he got last okay so we both Um, have seven so we have the classic tiebreaker which of these cats do i have september all right alex is going with the guest tom milo well you have to go with that i also guess september Yo, Bungie, if you listen to this, cancel destiny 2 man like uh, bring back oni this shit and the answer is (laughs) September. Milo is not in the room today. He's never in the room. He's never in the room. I, in I the room. don't know why I'm. Don't learn my lesson. <laughs> That's why Alex always jumps on it. Uh, congrats, Alex. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us today. This was a lot of fun. This was a very fun, packed episode with game stuff today. Um, we are gonna start our outro music. Who knows which version of it we're gonna have? Who knows? That's not even the right podcast outro music. While you bring it up, I'll just say thank you for having me. Oh, yes. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it, it, was, it was an honor. And when I complete Tom's... Oni, I will come back on here and tell you guys why it's a perfect 10 out of 10. <laughs> perfect. Yeah, it <laughs> looks awesome. Email dude. IGN and have them change their score. <laughs> um. <laughs> this was a Mac game? This fucking... This is dope. It was so good. Uh, Ryan, why don't you, if you would like to, tell people where they can find you on your website or social media or your the Tomorrow Podcast with Joshua Topolsky. So, yeah, I'm on the Tomorrow Podcast. Um, I co-host it with Joshua Topolsky, and that comes out from our website, InputMag.com, which Tom also works on and is a great website. And if you want to find me personally, I'm at Ryan Houlihan, everywhere on the internet, everywhere on every video game console that has ever existed. I am at Ryan Wilhand. <laughs> you are an adult. You know how to search oh. for it. You will find me. <laughs> you use your name. Fuck. Mm-hmm. You use your real name? Yes, I, I did do. A debate. I debated them about this. All right, Alex, wow. what is your thing? Uh, Tuna Targaryen on Twitter and PlayStation and Tuna Space Targaryen on Xbox. Tom? Great Britom on each and every platform. And I am at uh, Christian underscore Humes, the Chooms on Xbox, Twitch, all the platforms. This is Unranked Podcast. Stay unranked. Suck it, Wall Street. <laughs> That's good. We say, we say closers. The, the, clo- the closer is suck it every week, which uh, we thought we'd get into trouble for, but we. <laughs> Well, okay. I told I told Dan I was like I told Dan and Alex when the show started because because one of them I think Dan said it at the end of the episode because he thought it was funny and I was like until someone complains I guess I don't give a shit 
No. Yeah. I and guess if you do the matter. motion while you say it. Yeah, you got to do the suck it motion. Got to double down. You got to double suck, down on suck the Suck it's weirdly one of those things that, like, I think it just it went beyond uh, it was like being cool offensive. F. Yeah. Oh, it's like the cool. Oh, I was going to say it's a universal thing. Like, yeah, I feel is. like I could go anywhere in the world and be like, suck it. And people would be like, suck it. Yeah. Because I just watched the. Um, oh, are you able to hang for like a couple more minutes? We usually do the post show. Sure. Uh, where we just talk about whatever. But I just I just finished the history of swear words. And oh, I want to watch it good, so right? bad. Oh, you should good. watch it. Yeah, it's really it's good. Great. It's really, it's really good. good. Let me tell you, the episode, the uh, Alex, the P episode, the. When you won't yeah. say, <laughs> I hate that watching word. that with Teresa in the room the whole time. Every time, like someone would say, yes. "No pussy." Every time someone oh. would say it, <laughs> every time someone would say it, she'd be like this. She'd be like, "It's like it's the cringiest one for me." Even though it's I like, agree, whatever. Yeah. No, I mean it is a. It, it, it's one of those words that uh, that you it, uh, it has become through hearing it so much. I've become like d. What is it d Sensitized, desensitized to like hearing it but yeah it is a really gross word for what it is especially like growing up on long island like i mean fuck everyone there had such filthy fucking mouths i mean like i played lacrosse i mean i remember how many times our coach yeah. would call us that he'd be like he'd be like run yeah. fast you fucking I'd just be like what like how is this okay <laughs> yeah. i curse like a sailor and when i'm uh, in other places i'm like Oh, I'm in front of children, and people in fr- don't do that in front of children here. Where because yeah. like I'm just used to being like, "Well, fuck it, you." <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I get worried about that sometimes because we just we moved into this house, and it's it's like a series of townhouses. So we're like weirdly like we're not in an apartment anymore, but it almost feels like we have like apartment style neighbors a little bit. Except when I did live in an apartment my whole life for the last like ten years, I didn't know fucking anyone that were my neighbors because i didn't want to because i didn't want to pretend like i even recognized them whereas <laughs> now like everyone talks to each other here because everyone moved in it was like new development but every now and then like i'll start talking and i'm just like cursing the whole time and i'm like oh should i not be doing that and i just like <laughs> yeah, i think like quarantine has just broken me because I, I i don't talk to anyone else except these quarantine. guys basically and so i'm just cursing yeah. all the time <laughs> i mean the same thing at work like corn like we no one ever really cursed at work in the office, but now I feel like on Zoom calls, people are dropping f bombs. <laughs> shit, shit when I when Fuck I it. go to the other parts of my company, like I'll go to see like the women's lifestyle section and the like moms mm-hmm. who work at Romper or whatever. I hear the way they talk to each other, and I am shocked because they're like, "Well, hello, how is it?" Oh yes, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. And they're just like all so nice to each other. And on our team, I'm like, you oh were God, born dude. without our the team right is like a... <laughs> Our team is like a fucking scrap, man. It's like being in a rugby. I'm scrap. like, is your brain replaced with human shit? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I that's I'm surprised. I almost thought you were gonna say the opposite. I thought you were gonna be like, and now even there. Because I just, I feel like people, I feel like there's a lot of people and everyone's like, oh, I can't wait for things to get back to normal. I'm like, yo, people are are, are just going to say fuck it to a lot of things. I think a lot of social norms are out the window. Like some of it's going to come back. But why? why I'm never going to work anymore. I'm never going to work sick again. If I have a cold, goodbye. Sorry. I I could be Corona. Like I'm out. No. If I were working somewhere. Fuck this. If I were working somewhere, someone came in sneezing. I'd be like, 
get the fuck out of here. Where's your yeah, mask? Yeah. <laughs> Where's your mask? Yeah. Your I mean, I was just, mask? we were talking, was it, we were talking about it last week? Like, um, just, I had a memory of like someone like handing me the fucking bong or something, you know, like, and like taking a hit yes. after like yeah, 10 yeah, yeah. other people have just yeah. like fucking tongued Beer this pong. thing. Think about beer oh, pong. Yeah. That is yeah. psychotic. You're like, yeah, who's dropped it? Gonna put it in my mouth. And it's like, there's not enough alcohol in cheap, like, naughty ice for that to work out. Right. No it's way. Totally. No, yeah. not at all. Like, like a, like a buffet. Imagine oh, going to like a buffet. Or a cruise ship. You're locked in a plastic thing with a bunch of other sweaty bodies every night? No, no, no way. Not happening. <laughs> it's, it's wild. It was really I, funny. I was playing, um, I was playing uh, Hitman 3 the other day, right? And uh, mm-hmm. I was playing the level, I was replaying the level with the club. There's a, a, cl- a, a, a club in Berlin. And I'm walking around it, and I'm like, oh, man, like, this is great. Like, looking forward to going down to the club once, you know, once every now and then. And then I had to, like, go through the bathrooms, and it's just, like, gross, and there's 30 people in line, and you're like, are you in line for this one and shit? And I was like, never mind, I'm good, I don't need to, I don't need to do this again. I, people, I used to regularly see people packed into one bathroom stall sharing a stranger's cocaine, like, uh, what? No, that is a breeding ground for disease. Yeah. I need you to make better life choices. I want oh. all of you to call your dad, and I yeah. want him to give you a biology lesson. I, I so I've been talking to my dodgeball group. So I used to play dodgeball before quarantine, and now I was just like, "Are you guys also hoping a lot of people are not going to come back to this?" Because <laughs> the beginning of the season, everyone shows up, and by the end of the season. 60% of people show up and that's what the team size should be. Teams should be about like 10 to 12 people, not 16 to 18 people. And when the show, like when the season always starts, I hate it. Cause like until people start getting out, you're, there's almost no room. Like your people are just like mm-hmm. touching each other and everyone's sweaty. And now I'm like, I won't play if, if the teams are that big anymore, because I'm going to just feel so gross being next to people mm-hmm. like that in a contained place. It's like, I, I mean, I imagine even if like everyone gets vaccinated, that's still a year away. Like, like at the soonest. By then, See, it's like everyone, two years later, we're all going to suck and be out of shape. You, you say <laughs> this, and I 100% agree with you, except every once in a while, I see someone get on a crowded subway in a movie, and I'm like, I would do anything. I would sell my soul yeah, yeah. to suffer like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, Therese had like a Snapchat memory come up, and she showed it to me yesterday. And she was like, you have to watch this. And I was like, all right, fine. What is it? And it was just a day from like three years ago. And we got up in the morning and we got our burritos like we did like every every Sunday morning. And then we took our dog to a walk to the beach and then we went on a hike and then we went to a restaurant and then we saw a movie and we went to the pool. We did all of that in one day. And I was like, that is more shit than I've done in the last year. We did that in one day. Yeah, that is Psycho- I was like, I can barely get myself to go walk and get the mail. <laughs> I just, I, I, all I can think about is how many events I was like, oh, I can't make it because I just wanted to go home oh, and be yeah. alone. And now I've got unlimited time to do that. And, uh... It's crazy. <sighs> yeah, it is. It is that thing. And I, I'm curious as to how quickly we'll slip back into, like, are we going to be? Here's hoping. Some, some of us are extra cautious, right? And and are not yeah. going to be going to. You know, but I would give anything to go to like a fucking concert, man. Like, uh, but a movie. I, I want to go to a movie. 
Yeah, would Chris take, said that with such like take, cherubic, childlike. Yeah. I want to go to a movie. I, just, I really I want to go to a movie. I would take a Sunday service at the Scientology Center. I am at the point <laughs> where like I am down, but I do think that like some things are going to change. Like I'm never going to not yeah. hand sanitize, or if I'm on public transportation, I'm always wearing a mask from here on out. It just seems like. It wasn't that big of a change, but now I'm like, I'm looking back and I'm like, what were we doing? Just breathing yeah. other people's breath all the time. But that said, <laughs> I'm going to be on the first train to like Disneyland, Japan, Tokyo Disneyland. Oh, and Nintendo World. I'm going to, uh, oh, totally, 100%. I'm going to live there. I'm going to sign up for like <laughs> random orgies. I'm not even going to participate. I'm just going to stop by and hide. But wearing a mask, day. of course. Wearing a <laughs> mask, <laughs> of course. Yeah, during the whole time. Um, did, uh, Ryan, did you know that? Uh, my i was going to i had tickets to go to disneyland the week that they closed oh. yeah that was the big that was the big and you were going to be able to go see star wars oh and... dude i we, oh. Therese had we had passes that were given to us from like a co-worker who had espn so we had free passes to go use which are now expired we were going to no oh they'll definitely honor it disney, disney if you call them up and you're like there was like a panorama they'll give you maybe tickets. yeah maybe that's true but they weren't for us they were an employee from oh. a year ago. you know it was like yeah it was like the employee's old ticket and they were like well i don't work there anymore and i don't live in california so do you want these it's like yeah. <laughs> well to uh the rest of those weird fucking year phalanges yeah May may it be may we just live 2020 in reverse and when we get to the end it's the exact way we left it. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, that would that and that would also be the weirdest thing possible. So it's not <laughs> out of question.